Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we have a guest with us uh, making his second appearance. We're happy to have him back. Uh, We'll introduce you to him in a second. But before we get started, can I please ask you to go uh, give us a follow on Spotify and please leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Mild and Lazy, where we do have a merch link if you want to get some merch for Christmas. Um, we got the merch link there. Um, what? I'm not doing anything. Oh, I thought you had to say something. Um, yeah, uh, for today's show, we've got some uh, interesting stories uh, in the junk mail. Um, to maybe getting into some territory we don't necessarily get into usually. Um, in our Mount Rushmore, uh, we are reviewing uh, or we are going over our. Mount Rushmore of players' careers or primes that were cut short or ended too early. Uh, we'll have pick your poison. We'll have questionable behavior from the internet. Um, we are also reviewing the 1995 cult following, or uh, I guess cult classic uh, Friday. Um, that was a fun one to do. I it just was, finished watching it. Me too. Um, and then we'll finish up with some sports and what are we watching and what are we listening to. Um, but let's get started. So, like I said, we have the great Alex Carter in the house with us uh, for the second time. Alex, thanks for coming in, man. I know it's a long drive. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no yes, problem. I, I was thinking that on the way here. Y'all just know how much I love y'all <laughs> sitting in the fucking traffic. I hate to drive in your place. It sucks. It sucks. Dude, it sucks. Dude. <laughs> Think about Friday, 5 o'clock traffic. Right. No, we appreciate you driving down. And oh, no, anytime. He did come bearing gifts, and we appreciate it, and I gave him one. Um, yes, sir. I ended up giving him, like, a little Emmett Smith rookie card I had laying around. I got graded for I him. just love the grading service on top of it being an Emmett Smith card. So. And speaking of gifts. It's now official. Oh, I get it right off the bat? You, you get, you get the, the pinky ring. Now we're just Doesn't three white guys with glasses wearing pinky rings. <laughs> Dude. Do you have deodorant too? Yeah, and I told you guys I found the world's best deodorant. Does it? Are, do we smell? No, I just want you to live your best smell. life. Well, I for so sure. So that's the kind that I bought. Oh, that smells. Yeah, amazing. look at that. It's all natural. What's it say? Like no what? Juniper berry. Uh, no. no aluminum, parabens, or phthalate. Whatever that is, there's none of it in there. Yeah, that's good. All. So I bought that, and I just had to tell you guys, and I was like, I bet they would appreciate that deodorant. So pinky pre- ring and deodorant, you yeah, get I, something every time. I appreciate. The I have I bought so many. I was like, I'm just gonna stock up on this in case it goes out of stock. So I had like five in there. I was like, I bet those boys want some. So oh, thanks, <laughs> I, mean, I still got thanks. some more in the bag. Up. Man, you're looking looking out. For and uh, when we get off air, because it'll take a while. You got all these stickers because apparently I have too many stickers. So feel free to look through that later. Absolutely, yeah. All right, add some more. So everybody got something. Yeah. So Thank what, you. What have you been up to, Alex? Uh, not much. Just uh, you know, a bunch of working and watching sports. So. Sounds like you're living the dream. Yeah. Yeah, don't have kids. <laughs> Y'all been busy with, the, go with the little right ones? right out the window. Yeah. Um, all that's going to get cut back. Yeah, your little one's, he's he's due, what, in a month? Less than a month, yep. Probably be sometime this month. Yeah, you were saying a little bit earlier, right? I think so. I think it's going to be a big baby. You know, Claire, like, set the record at her hospital when she, she was born. She was almost Holy 11 shit. pounds. Jesus. She was a big fucking baby. She nearly ruined her mother. <laughs> and then. She was never the same. Yeah. Yeah, because her sister was a C-section. So, really, they were like, look, if you do that again, you're going to ruin it down there. So, 
and then Elizabeth was like eight pounds, six ounces, and they considered that a big baby. So they were like, healthy. starting now, I think she goes this week, and then every week after that, mm-hmm. they're going to check the size they're of the on, baby. Or watch. Yeah, and they'll be much. like, you know, if it gets too big, we'll induce. I'm like, hey, if you have to induce before Christmas, I'm all for that. Gets mm-hmm. me off of work, gives me that tax break. So I'm hoping for a December yeah, baby. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Um, Today was the first time I kind of noticed she's, like, really showing now. Like, oh, in dude, the past few she's weeks. She's very like, pregnant. Oh, she hasn't been? Not to me. Yeah. Not to me. Like, yeah, you could tell she was pregnant, but I saw her, you know, before we started recording. Yeah, she's got, like, back pain. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, she is And, like, pregnant. organs. Like, everything gets pushed up. Yeah. Like, she's extremely pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. So. What can I say? She can't keep her hands off. That's what she gets. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to warn her. I said, I'm extremely good at this. <laughs> You know what the you know what the outcome's Make, gonna be making babies. <laughs> she just she couldn't keep her hands off me. So, <laughs> so other than baby and dealing with pregnant women, what have you been up to? Well, I went to the doctor. Um, that was all right. I told him I had a sore throat, so I had to wait in my car and get a strep test and get a COVID test. All negative. Got blood work done. They told me I just have high cholesterol. Made them confirm I'm not dying. Eat some Cheerios. Yeah, I told them I was three times. I was like, I'm not dying, right? I'm good. Yeah. They're like, no, high cholesterol. They're like, you know, cut back on processed foods. Don't drink and smoke as much. Uh, they didn't say anything about weed, though. They, just, they were weed. pretty cool about that because okay. I was straight up oh, on everything. Were open with it? Of course I was. She was like, any marijuana use? And I said, I have not smoked today yet. And she's like, anything else? I was like, I will smoke when I get home. She goes, how much do you smoke a week? I said, I smoke every day. <laughs> she's like, is it just weed or anything else? I go, weed or edibles, whatever I got. Lady, I'm not smoking meth. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I was like, but yeah, I told her, I was like, nothing else. I didn't, you know, there's no point in me telling her like I like take mushrooms every once in a while or but i told her you know i had drinking problems in the past and i'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes uh have an exit plan for that that should be by the end of the year um new year's resolution no it'd be before that uh so i got that new route i was talking about yeah and with the route i have now with all the driving i have like you know like if anyone who smokes they know they have like not like triggers but like places where you're accustomed to doing it, like after you eat a big meal or yeah. after you, I used to always do it and I'd exit the highway. So when I'm on my route, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. These spots where I'm just driving, I'll just smoke one. The new route I got, it's much more in town. It's just like neighborhoods, like up and down streets. I told Claire, I was like, I won't have the opportunity to do it. So when I get that new route, I'll be able to cut back completely, hopefully. Um, so I got that new route. I went to a Christmas parade in November. And it was as stupid as it sounds. A Christmas parade in November. And just just in case nobody remembers, Andrew's very anti-parade. Parades are the biggest waste of time. There was like thousands of... <laughs> the best part was Claire thought hundreds of thousands meant hundreds or thousands. So she kept saying there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. And I was like, there's no fucking way. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people. She's like, yeah, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands. I said, there's a big difference in those two sayings. So there was definitely thousands of people there. But we were able to park at her shop, which is closing tomorrow, last day, officially. Oh, yeah, yeah it's closing up. Um, so I had to take off next week a few days to pack up. And I'm asking you guys at the end of the podcast to come over and help move. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, if he you need help. those guys get like, oh, they start looking at their shoes and stuff. That's what I do. No, no, no. I'm, we're going we're gonna to pack everything up. And then my dad and brother-in-law can just come with their trucks. And we, we got storage units we're just taking it to. Um, so we parked at her shop and walked to, you know, that retirement home that's right there. Mm-hmm. Cause it started at the park. That's the Park parks where it came out of and it made a right on main. So we were right there facing that gas station. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I know so we were like first one to see it. We were the first ones out. So it wasn't that bad. Were they passing out? Were they throwing candy or no? Yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, parade still overrated, still a waste of time, still just the worst thing I could possibly want to do on a weeknight. 
Um, and we're still just down to two baby names. The last thing I like Owen, she likes Lucas. So I think we're gonna have to arm wrestle to figure this out. Why can't you just take Luca, name him after the great one? I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but <laughs> look at that smile on his face. Yeah. So I don't think Claire's gonna go for it. We'll see. I'll say Matt suggested this. Wait, who, <laughs> then who, wants, who wants what? I like Owen. Okay. She likes Luke. Lucas, which I kind of like Luke more, but with my name being one syllable last name, Luke Khan sounds like a Chinese guy, like Luke Cage or something. <laughs> Even though he was white, and Lucas, he was a badass. Lucas Khan. Lucas Khan. I, was like, I don't know. Lucas the Goofus, man. That's what Lucas I always the think. Goofus. Lucas the Goofus. I was like Owen Lucas, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I like Owen. Owen Lucas Con. Maybe I'll both win. I like Owen. And then let the kid decide, you know, what he wants to go yeah, by. I was going to say, he'll, he'll, he can get a nickname for all I care. Yeah. You know? He can go by. Yeah. Junior. Oh, you won't be a junior. That's a stupid thing to say. You won't be a junior if I give him my name. Let Elizabeth decide. Name no, Donna, she'll name him Leonardo or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 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 He'll, be, he'll be fucking Splinter or something, <laughs> which would be dope, but. Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the mortal enemy. Fuck Shredder. She knows that. You should have seen her later when she had her her blade behind her back. <laughs> she pulls it out. <laughs> she's looking for. She's trying to impress Alex so hard with that thing. That's awesome. What about you, man? What you been up to? Nothing. Working. Uh, an illness swept through the house. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah Lauren. Lauren was sick for like two weeks, so Dang, I had two to go, weeks. Yeah, I had to go super. Da- it ended up being a sinus infection. No COVID. No strep. Nothing like that. But really bad sinus infection. So I had to go super dad mode for like two weeks. Like taking him to. school school every day picking them up dinner at night bass at night because she was working too so so a lot of that uh, woman refuses to take days off a lot of uh tomatoes pizza and chicken Uh, nuggets some some yeah but others other nights i whipped up stuff like sloppy joes oh dude that was awesome you should have sent pictures that was the i still i remember where i was we were i was at the parade when you were doing all that because i was getting into all of those conversations I just don't know how you don't like sloppy joes. I don't know. It's like oh, a comfort thing. I love them. No, no there's some dude. Yeah, there's some dudes in the chat that were like, eh. <laughs> then oh, really? Ryan walked in right into that joke. He's like, "Who's the first Joe? Joe Mama?" <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Joe dude, Mama. <laughs> how did you not see that one coming? That was a great one. Uh, but yeah, but no. sloppy joes. What was it? Texas toast? No, I went buns, dude. But if you could ever get some Texas toast, yeah, like never garlic, had it that way. Fuck. Yeah. Talk about then. No, next time you come over, we'll. Do something and eat a sloppy joe. Not I, that nothing gay, you know what I mean? Just like a little weed. I went buns, put some. Uh, trying to watch my, you know, my figure. Trying to get health health conscious, so we had the spray. I can't believe it's not better, which uh-huh. is really convenient. Sprayed some of that on there, put it in the toaster, and then hell yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds some, delicious. Uh, some uh, seasoned fries, and I cooked him chicken nuggets because he that's all he eats is yeah. chicken nuggets. At least he eats so. something. Yeah, really? and apples. Kids the kid suck, loves. Man. He loves apples, which is That's good. good. Yeah, which is good. All the apples he can eat. Uh, yeah, y'all are struggling getting Ellie to eat when I can't. She's a little shit when it comes to getting her to eat. <laughs> she's just fine. Tough. Candy. I feel like I distracted. It's a tough battle to fight. <laughs> yeah, and but you know we asked the doctor about it. And he's like, look, as long as she's got meat on her bones, you know, and she's healthy. I'm like, all right, man, she's gonna have diabetes by the time she's in third grade. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, no uh, working and you know playing dad and then. Uh, you know, I've told you I got that little car that I'm working, that little Honda Civic I'm yeah. working on. I'm self-teaching myself how to mm-hmm. work on cars. I never was mechanically inclined, nope. but I'm learning. I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I'm a victim of the Fast and Furious era. Like, I love imports. <laughs> like, I love that movie made me fall in love with, like, imports and that whole scene. And I always wanted one, never got one. So I bought a fucking shit box of a car. 
uh, off Facebook Marketplace, and so I've spent the last like seven or eight months fixing it up. You, how much you pay for it? Like nineteen hundred. That's not too bad. I it, thought if you spent like like four hundred dollars, that's a shit box. No, it's a shit box. Was it? it does it run? It runs. Yeah, it yeah. runs. It just doesn't run well. So, so you're yeah. telling me we're gonna pull up to next year's draft? Couple badasses. I'm gonna have some fucking underglow. It was like some jaw rule blasted. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna shave my head. I'm gonna go and fucking. Matt steps out and he's in a dress because he got last place. <laughs> he steps out wide legged, balls, balls out, out, dude. Balls out. What an entrance, man. That'd be great. But yeah, just you know, tinkering in the backyard, and I've kind of set up that little carport area. I bought some like shop lights and. You know, I was just, gonna say you could literally you could do anything watching YouTube videos. So yeah, yeah, just, I've learned how to do body work. Like the fenders were messed up, so I took the fenders off and like sanded them down and like put body filler in there and then sanded that down. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, it's gonna look good, man. Yeah, it's, I, you need to send an updated picture because I haven't seen any of it. But uh, I know you've yeah. been talking about it for a while. Yeah, I need to. It's in pieces right now. So, but yeah, nothing. Just working and <laughs> like work is work now. Like they took the training wheels off, so it's not like new anymore, and I'm not the new guy. You didn't get to watch the movie at work today? No, no, dude. I, no it's been, uh, it's been crazy at work. So um, that's good. Yeah. That means they trust you though, and they depend yeah. on you. No, it's going well. It's going well. Um, so with that, uh, let's move on to the junk mail segment. All right, and with this first story, I am gonna pick one at random, and this is one I just found. Uh, randomly that you guys don't know about. The headline reads, Dozens stuck in British pub with Oasis cover band for three days after a storm. (laughs) So, dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at Britain's highest altitude pub got a longer stay than they bargained for after the building was cut off by a blizzard. 61 people woke up Monday after the third night at the Tan Hill Inn in the Yorkshire Dales. Um... That's about 270 miles north of London. They have been unable to leave since Friday when a late autumn storm brought snow and heavy winds that uh, felled power cables and blocked roads. The pub sits 1,732 feet above sea level and is used to being cut off by bad weather. Um, manager Nicole Townsend said the staff organized movies, a quiz night, and karaoke for the stranded guests. They have also been entertained by an Oasis cover band called No Oasis, no <laughs> who have also been stuck at the pub since their gig on Friday night. Townsend said the guests were, quote-unquote, in really good spirits, which I don't know how many times I can fucking hear Wonderwall without wanting to blow my brains out. No. I love Oasis. Oasis is cool. But, uh, I think I think even oh eight like the Gallagher brothers agreed like they don't want to hear under or Wonderwall no again. it's like Radiohead and Creep like they just don't want to yeah play. Radiohead doesn't play that anymore at all no they hate it yeah they were like we're never gonna play that again they live. Hate it. even though it made them like world famous yeah. same thing with Oasis yeah all right, those guys so are such wild cards though if the it was like a tr- yeah if it was a true Oasis cover band it was just like a three day drunken brawl in there yeah for real. <laughs> But yeah, so not. I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, Shaun of the Dead, where they try to get to the Winchester. Yep. But oh I yeah, mean, I didn't even think of that. There's That's worse it. places Great. to ride out a storm. Oh, for you got sure. some. Oh, you got for, some yeah. food. You got beer. You know, I'm sure they're not charging. Imagine, people. imagine the tab though. <laughs> I, I hope they're not charging people. Jesus <laughs> no, Christ, man. no, you can't charge. That's a that's an act of God. I was like, I wouldn't be here otherwise. So imagine you're right. the owner of that pub, though. Yeah, but now you're getting recognition on this podcast. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. worth its weight in gold. You can't yeah, eat. I did look. I think we have two downloads from England. So hey, well, well, well. So maybe they had nothing people. else better to do. <laughs> so maybe there's two more people. <laughs> well, All right. right on. So uh, moving on, we're going to talk about a piece of shit here. Uh, headline reads: Plumber discovers money, checks, and checks in wall of Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church years after a six hundred thousand dollar burglary. 
That's the dude we've talked about. A that's stroke. a weird word. It's a burglar. I'm not even gonna try. I'm glad yeah. Matt's, Matt talked more than me. Uh, the 500 envelopes <laughs> uh, full of cash and checks were found behind a loose toilet as workers moved insulation out of the wall. Um, headline or the uh, story reads: You may remember hundreds of thousands of dollars that were stolen from a safe at Lakewood Church. It was a big headline back in 2014. Now, all these years later, another bombshell has dropped. Plumber says he found a large amount of money in a wall while he was doing work at the church on November 10th, 2021. Evidence uh, from the recovered check suggests this uh, November case is connected to the March uh, 9th, 2014. Uh, theft report of undisclosed amounts of money at the church. Houston police confirmed. You look, you cocked your head. So he reported money stolen from a safe. And he it's hidden Se- inside. seven years ago. He stole money from the church and stored it in his in his own walls. Joel Osteen's such a piece of shit. Oh my god, he's a true man of God who during Hurricane Harvey didn't let people into his mega church and locked them out. Yeah. That's the same guy. And then he only unlocked it after he faced backlash. After backlash. Then he finally opened the doors for people to come in. Because it's a mega church. It's like the size of a stadium. And you got people that were like dying out there and couldn't get any shelter. And he literally shut the doors and padlocked it and told them to, you know, keep walking or floating, whatever they had to do. Keep floating, fuckers. (laughs) And and now it turns out like he's stealing money. And that guy's probably already worth millions. Oh, no, without a doubt. piece of shit preachers like, um, what's the other guy's name that looks like the devil himself? Oh, uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland? Copeland. Copeland, yeah. That guy's worth like half a billion dollars. Yeah, I think you sent me that article. And they try to act like they're, you know, men of God who are just doing the work of the Lord. It's like, no, you're a swindling piece of shit. Well, what's weird, I don't, have y'all ever like tuned into Joel Olstein? No. Never. No. I don't, I don't, I refuse to so, give him any of my time. Is this is before I knew he was a piece of shit. This is way, <laughs> way back when, but I caught my dad watching him and he was just uh, listening to him and, you know, he's, saying some stuff, some motivational shit. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I see this. And then I catch it on myself and, you know, my dad's really relating to it and all this stuff. And I start watching it, watching him a separate time, start realizing that like, man, I'm relating to this too. And it's just, it's how he words oh, everything he'll tell, he'll tell is so it relates to, to you. Well, well, because that's it's all so it is. generic. It's just motivational. Yeah. Very, very little of it is backed by scripture. It's so brainwashing. Yeah, that it's, they tell you what you scary. want to hear. They know it. They know what your weakness very, is and what your, you know, what you want to hear. Like Matt said, it's just very little of it is tied back to scripture. It's all motivational. It's it's just to get into your pocketbook. It's yep. it, they play on your emo. They they really prey on your emotions. Mm-hmm. They prey on your vulner, vulnerabilities. I like how you said that. What <laughs> that the using the prey. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I remember when like they were giving out stimulus checks. They were like, you know, you need to give that money to the Lord. You need to send that in. Like, no, were, I need to pay my rent. And that's what people were like getting by out. on, you know, like people who were out of work. And he was like, you do the right thing, send that into the Lord. And I was like, man, you're a piece of shit. You're already worth millions, and you're taking pen. You're taking what these people have. All right. So the uh, the <laughs> article continues. The news about the recent discovery came to light on a morning radio show at one hundred point three, The Bull. Uh, quote, it was just unbelievable. The morning show host for the bullpen, morning bullpen at uh, 100.3, uh, George Lindsay said, the things he was telling us that they found in the walls. Um, Lindsay was shocked at when he listened to the viewers Thursday morning, when he listened to the viewers Thursday morning, but says, this one caller really took the segment over the edge. Quote, there was a loose toilet in the wall and we removed the tile. The caller said, we went to go remove the toilet and I moved some insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, wow. 
Um, the caller said the envelopes were full of cash and checks. I went ahead and contacted the maintenance supervisor that was there, and I turned it all in, which is probably the wrong move. I was going to say, you wouldn't have heard about this story <clears throat> if it was me. I would have said, hey, this guy's a piece of shit, but there's like $600,000 here. We can split this however many ways. But yeah, so uh, it was um, the Houston Police Department uh, is still investigating a seven-year-old case uh, involving the disappearance of 600 grand. It is unclear how much money the plumber discovered, but the case raises a lot of questions. Um, there needs to be so, accountability. Yeah, hopefully it can get him in some I trouble. I mean, it's obvious if he said reportedly, you know, gone missing from his church, and now that amount shows up in his walls. How can you explain that? I would love to hear his explanation. I hope they... I just can't stand it, you know, because Kayla's super religious, and, you know, she tithes every month and everything like that. So there should be some malpractice there, you know. He shouldn't be able to speak, be a public speaker anymore for things like that. You know, any of these... Because they're like they're con men, they're swindlers. Yeah, Yeah. they're crooks. I mean, you want to fix a problem? Churches, churches over a certain size should be taxed. Churches with more than like a couple hundred. uh, See, I don't know about that because my brother-in-law out in Eastland, you know, he's a youth minister. Five hundred. Yeah, five hundred or more. That's a big church. Yeah, yeah. Just if you have more than mega churches, mega churches absolutely one hundred percent should lose tax exempt status. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Fine too if they have to pay taxes. Yeah, they'll be fine. They're making so much money. It's fine. They'll be okay. They justify it saying how the Lord wants them to look good and travel nice. You know, like that. That's why I need my jet. That's why I need my. That's what what Copeland said. He has a private jet, and he said the Lord wants him to have that jet so he can fly and you know spread his gospel. Like, how can you justify having a private fucking jet when you want to be a man of God? When Jesus was like, you know, basically homeless. He, he was, was a carpenter. Des- yeah, he's a carpenter, like he the most humble away, guy. He gave away everything he Yeah, had. and these guys are thinking they're justified with, you know, swindling millions from people. All right. All right Total next, piece of shit. Next story. Uh, headline reads, smoking crack sanctioned at NYC safe injection sites. Uh, oh, that's part of, that's one of the ones I had. To yeah, have. and so I just pulled it up on mine so I could, uh, so I could read it a little bit better. Um, and this is from the New York Post. Uh, it reads, smoking crack cocaine is officially sanctioned at the safe injection sites. Mayor Bill de Blasio, I'm talking about a piece of shit, brought to Manhattan this week in a move, move that's infuriated the center's neighbors. And it has, it has at least one business owner packing his bags. Quote, people are allowed to bring the substance that they prefer to use here, and they are permitted to consume the substance in the manner of their choice, East Harlem Site Director Kaylin C. confirmed. Quote, we are there to make sure that no medical emergency occurs and to connect them into care if they need that, she added, saying that many of her clients use drugs laced with fentanyl, including heroin, crack, cocaine, methamphetamine, uh, amphetamine, and K2, which, why is that still a thing? Uh, the nonprofit is one of two in Upper Manhattan that became the country's first legal shooting galleries when they opened Tuesday. <laughs> shooting gallery. <laughs> That's and they have had an immediate effect, but maybe not the one De Blasio, who just uh, who has just four weeks left in office, was hoping for. As business owners still left standing, try and dig out from the pandemic. So yeah, there you are as a business owner. You've struggled for almost two years now, trying yeah. to survive the pandemic and. They open up a crack house, a legal crack yeah, house. Legal that's, crack that's house. Seriously, what it is? It's a legal crack house. And the, sanctioned by you know, the city. And there are. Well, that's a huge. I don't fucking think crack pipe. Um, <laughs> it's a big ass crack pipe. Um, Did it say in that article? In the article that you read, that on the day that they opened, they had five overdoses. Wow. I haven't read that so far, but. Yeah, they probably have medical personnel, so they can justify. Like, look, if they OD, we have Narcan well, or that's, whatever. We that's need. exactly. The, uh, that's exactly what they did. De Blasio framed 
frame the overdoses which were reversed and resulted in no deaths as proof of concept of the sites. So it's also basically a endorsement by the city to get fucking high. You know, but programs like this have worked. You know, I think Portugal, I think Portugal, the Netherlands, yeah, all drugs. I think, you know, there's several European countries. In what that, way have they worked? Like just keeping people from overdosing? The crime or? rates are down. Yeah. Okay. The over the overdose rates are down. You take the, away like the black market, you know, yeah. of drug use. The overall um the overall drug users <laughs> are down because not only are they giving them clean needles and inject and in and needle like um uh, not trading, I guess exchange programs. Mm-hmm. So um, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it in a clean and safe way. They also help these people with mental health issues. They help them with housing. They help them. They have pathway programs to get them off. To get them off. Yeah. So it's not just hey, here's a room, have at it. Yeah, it's, with a bunch of bean bags. So much <laughs> bean bags, lava <laughs> lamps, adventure <laughs> times on. <laughs> yeah. It's just there's so much more that goes into it that you have to provide yeah, these a, people. There's a reasoning behind it. Yeah, it's just not, here's a room, they're not doing it on the street. But these people still do it, and then they get released on the street. These people need so much more help than a place to do it. Addicts need treatment rather than, like, punishment, too. So I think that's the thing they're trying to do is, like, mm -hmm. more of a treatment. You know, and I've talked about it a little bit here. I'm I'm a huge advocate for, for mental health. You know, I've struggled with my own mental health. There's not enough of that in this country. The stigma is still there. Um, takes people like Dak though, and yep. you know, yeah, like you talking out about it. Yeah, it's still Jeff there. Kavanaugh, just some um, people don't talk about it. There's just so much more that that just goes into it. Um, well, I would like to congratulate drugs for officially winning the war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Like we went from 50 years ago declaring a war on drugs, public enemy number one, to now the biggest city in the country has free sh- what yeah. they call shooting galleries. Like congratulations. Yeah, we've gotten mud stomped on that one. We spent we wasted trillions of dollars. On war on drugs and other everything we declare war on, we yeah, fucking lose. Yeah, it was deliberate. All right, so this last one headline reads: Ted Cruz slams government propaganda after Sesame Street's Big Bird gets the vaccine. Mm. Uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz declared uh, uh, declared a tweet by Sesame Street's Big Bird about getting the COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccine. It's cool that Big Bird is able to tweet with those wings. Uh, was government propaganda for children? Quote, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. The tweet said days after uh, the CDC recommended kids side doses of the Pfizer uh, vaccine for children 5 to 11. Big Bird tweet added that CNN journalist Erica Hill, quote, even said, I've been getting... I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. Uh, Cruz was condem- quick to condemn the message, writing government propaganda for your five-year-old. Um, his tweet sparked backlash, including from gun control adv- uh, activist David Hogg. Uh, quote, uh, Dead Cruz is doing the job of our enemies by spreading more disinformation that's killed over 200,000 Americans this year, Hogg tweeted. I cannot believe an actual sitting senator would tweet this. In a reply to Cruz's tweet, Hogg also recalled the senator travel to Cancun, Mexico, as Texas endured a deadly winter storm. Yep, never forget. Earlier Hopefully this year. He never lives that down. Um, He'll probably get reelected, though, that piece of shit. Quote, at least it's acceptable for birds to fly south for the winter, unlike some senators who have millions of their constituents to fucking die in the cold, Hog wrote. Um, so you're telling me a senator who works for the government criticized the public broadcasting that's not government-affiliated for government propaganda? 
Basically, that's what that tweet says. That's that makes point. no sense. He works for the government, and he's saying the government is spreading propaganda. PBS is funded by public donors like you and me. That's a very good point. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Guy's that guy's a fucking idiot. I can't stand Ted Cruz. You know, say what you will about the vaccine. I get, like Matt made the point, you know, it's it's up to us to educate our children. But Sesame Street's been like the OG since like the 60s. They've been teaching us all kinds of things. And if they want to dip their toes in that, maybe it's not the best thing to do. But you know what? They earn the right to teach kids if they want. Ted Cruz can just suck a dick and die. <laughs> in that order. All right, uh, so that was junk mail. Um, so let's move on to our Mount Rushmore segment. And as I mentioned in the beginning or in the intro, we are we're we're going to discuss um, players who primes uh, who their prime or their career was cut short or ended too early. Um, now I kind of I didn't know what the rules. I didn't know what the rules were, so some of it was injury, some of it... Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Personal injury, anything that yeah, you're not a, cut you short. weren't a pro okay. after this point. Okay, so uh, as uh, per usual, we're going to let our guests <laughs> kick it off. Uh, sure. Alex, what's your first one? So, I think I, I already told y'all before, but I went just basketball players. I kind of limited myself to That's basketball fine. players. That's so, uh, the the first on my list is kind of going in order of who I think the best at the end. So, um, Grant Hill was a little before my time, but you know, you can go on YouTube and see all of his highlights where dude was just supposed to be the next big thing, but yeah, yeah I took it out with numerous ankle injuries. Um, I wrote down 2000. Some of his stats were, uh, 20, almost 26 points a game, five, five assists, 6.6 rebounds over a still and a half, uh, per game. So, uh, you know, he had all sorts of comparisons with MJ, whoever, whoever else. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of information on him. Just kind of like YouTube highlight mixes. I didn't really watch him, but the the crazy thing is, is like, you know, he still had a long career. So yeah, I was yeah, say he, he, long... he he never reached his potential more than, and that's a short. lot of people on my list. Yeah. So I kind of just went with the the shortened prime is kind of who I was. Yeah, Grant Hill was after. like he's like a smaller Tim Duncan where he did everything right. Mm-hmm. Like he he didn't have a flaw in his game. Yeah, especially coming out of college, like at a Duke, like he would have been like he would have like taken that throne from like Jordan. Yeah. you know, in the nineties to carry it. Like you said, think. he was he had some jams too, man. Oh, he had some nice dunks. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, ne- next person on my list is uh, Brandon Roy. So yeah, he's on my honorable mention. He yep. he had a he had a pretty. His career wasn't nearly as long as like what Grant Hill had, you know. But um, yeah, he was six years. I had him on my list too. Six yep. years. He had uh, he had about three good out of those six years. About three of them were pretty good, and then you know, and then injuries took took hold. Was he was he offensive rookie of the year? He may have been. I'm not sure. I think, I think he I got. Think I think was. he got uh, some all star selections. But uh, you know, his one of his best years: twenty two points, uh, five assists, almost five rebounds. And what I'll probably remember the most about him is just Game Four, two thousand eleven against the Mavs, when he staged a comeback in the first round. You know, that's the year that we ended up winning the championship, obviously. Uh, but we were up twenty three points, and he just could not miss. So they had a lot of contributors that series with Wesley Matthews, Lamarcus Aldridge, but Brandon Roy was the one, one person I was terrified of yeah. getting hot. So uh, next person, Bill Walton, again before my time, but. Won an MVP. Uh, did not realize this, but he had thirty nine surgeries 
on Jesus. his on his legs. So uh, rehabbed with strictly marijuana and LSD. <laughs> Never took a pill in his life unless it was LSD. Uh, yeah, big deadhead. Almost about 19 points. This is 1977, so way before my time. But about 19 points a game, five assists, 13, just over 13 rebounds a game, and obviously won an MVP. So he won that one title in Portland too, didn't he? Yeah, I think that like that lone title for Portland. Which sucks back to back Portland players. <clears throat> yeah, with with those should have a third. And then I'm assuming you can guess the number one talking about basketball players. I got one on my list. I don't know if you've been. You, so I got a couple on mine, but oh, I don't you, know. You want me to guess? Yeah. Lynn Bias? Nah. Damn. It was on my list. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I don't want to give it away because I'm giving away my list. <laughs> Derek Rose is yeah, the yeah, number one. That's what one. I was going to ask about. So 2011 MVP. I mean, he was just. Derek Rose and, and Brandon Roy kind of the same. So explosive. And then it was like knee issues from just d- yeah. dunking on people. And it's, but I've never seen anyone get up like Derrick Rose before. I mean, you say li- like Brandon Roy, but just Derrick Rose was just in a league of his own with with the way that he played, just everything. He obviously early on didn't have the sort of skill set he has now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he was to, more he was used pure, almost like pure athleticism yeah, back then, but still just dominating the game. Oh yeah, that year he won MVP. That was when like. LeBron was in prime, you mm-hmm. know, like just went to Miami and people are like, oh yeah, LeBron's going to win five straight MVPs. And then Rose took one. It was like, well, Rose actually deserved that MVP. 2011 MVP, 25 points, 7.7 assists, four rebounds uh, a game. Can, he has, this kind of surprised me. I won't make y'all guess this, but uh, he's played 17 years in the league now. Fuck. So obviously I just, he's on my fantasy team, dude. I'll, I picked him up like oh yeah, this he's, past week. He's, he's still a, a comparable like player. Obviously, like you said, he's taken a down because of because of the knee issues. Mm-hmm. Because you just can't keep that up. No. You can't play seventeen years and be oh, unless you're LeBron James, or, which he was a physical freak. But yeah, Westbrook's pretty robotic like that too. He's he's probably at least ten plus years in right at least because we oh, yeah, played them in two thousand eleven playoff run. Yeah, but I just think so, yeah, like the dunking and years. stuff. He's just like a cyborg, you know? Yeah. So there's only a few players that can really just continue to play with that sort of athleticism for their entire career. I guess I don't I don't remember Westbrook being that old, but you're right. He's at least ten, twelve years in. Yeah, I mean still he was drafted comp- what the year after Durant, I believe. So Durant was seven. So he would have been eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's almost fifteen years in. Yeah. So that's my Mount Rushmore. I just kept it strictly basketball. I'm sure y'all have some really good other sports in there. Now you want to trade off? You want me to go off? Go run through mine. Don't matter. What you want to do, dog? I don't want to steal any. Uh, we'll trade off. Go. All right. First one, I got a football player and baseball player. It's Bo Jackson. Yep, he's on mine. He's a, he's a physical freak. Well, he shit. Only played uh, eight MLB seasons, and he he picked baseball over football, so he played eight baseball, four football. Uh, for his career, he's a 250 hitter, 141 home runs, 415 RBIs. Um, and in those four NFL seasons, though, 2,782 yards, 16 touchdowns. And again, it was just, you know, injuries. Uh, it, was a, it was a hip injury that ended his NFL career, and then he chose baseball. But if you, if you remember, I'm sure we, we we were too young, but watching documentaries and watching clips of him, he's just one of the greatest athletes to ever live. He's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean – um, I think he was a better football player than baseball player, but obviously he made the right choice for his body because he was able to play more baseball. But one of the one of the best two sport athletes of all time. I always think about him running up the wall. Yeah, running like a spider. Yeah, it just doesn't wall. make sense to me. Remember him running over Bosworth? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. at the like goal that, line. Yeah, at the goal line when it was like that immovable force meets unstoppable object or whatever, and he just bulldozed Bosworth. So beast. he won the Heisman <laughs> in 85, the Walter Camp in 85. He was a sporting news player of the year in 85, and this is all college awards. He was a two-time All-American. Uh, he was three-time first uh, All-SEC. Um, and probably one of the most impressive things he ever did is he broke a bat over his head. Oh, Dude. yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then there's an iconic... And there's just a couple of random things that I always think about when I think about Bo Jackson, but there's an iconic uh, poster that my older brother, I got a brother that's 11 years older than me. I know what you're talking about. Uh, he's got the shoulder pads on with the bat, mm-hmm. you know, and he's resting. His, sports card like it too, yeah. Yeah, I want that card really bad. Um, and then in the game Techno Super Bowl, back on the NES. <laughs> unstoppable, right? You could not. Yeah, uh, my brother, My yeah. brother. He's cheating. Yeah, my brother would have playing tournaments and stuff, or he'd be playing with his buddies, and the rule was you couldn't have the Oakland Raiders, so. I think that's a fair rule. That was like two thousand Michael Michael Vick, two thousand four Vick. Like you couldn't be the Falcons. Nobody could stop Vick. Yeah. So um, yeah, Bo Jackson was on mine. So I figured I'd talk about it. Um, Was that? We'll go now. You then me. Okay. My first one was uh, Sean Taylor. Yep. Damn, I had all my two. I had had two post mortems. You already said them both. Lynn Bias and Sean Taylor. Yeah. So Sean Taylor. I think he was, he was picked number five overall by, and I'm going to go ahead and say it because that's who they were when they drafted him by the Washington Redskins. Uh, oh, bruh. Um, uh, what? Oh, wait. Bruh. Sorry, I didn't mean to fire. It was the bruh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and he was tragically um, shot in his in his home. Do you um, remember that? He was shot in the leg. I remember when reports came out, and I was like, oh, he's fine, right? But I guess it hit a so artery. It hit, it hit, it hit his uh, femoral artery. So you, yeah, have dude. A, you have, like, Probably your biggest artery running right, right, you know, right through That's with your so femur. Tragic. And uh, all of had, fame potential. He had a uh, he had his girlfriend, or his fiance, and his eighteen month old daughter were there, and um, four dudes. Uh, they call them men, but I, I call them pussies. There was a twenty year old, a seventeen year old, an eighteen year old, and a nineteen year old. They were the ones involved. So what, what's the backstory? Is there so, home invasion? Yeah, on on November eighteenth, two thousand seven, uh, burglars pried open a window. <laughs> so job. Taylor's empty home and rifled through a desk and safe on November November twenty sixth. Taylor heard noises in his house and while investigating the cause, was shot in the upper leg by an intruder. Um, Taylor's femoral artery was severed, causing extensive blood loss, and he died the following day. Um, on November 30th, four men, I'm not going to mention their names, uh, but a 20, a 17, 18, 19 and 20 year old arrested. Um, police said more than one confessed. All four men were charged with felony, second degree murder, murder, armed burglary and home invasion robbery with firearm charges, which carried a maximum of life in prison. Jesus, it gets worse. In May of 08, a fifth suspect, 16-year-old, was charged with first-degree murder and burglary. Uh, All the murder charges were subsequently increased to first-degree murder. The death penalty, however, was not sought because the gunman gunman was 17 years old. Um, He was just shot once in the leg? Yeah. That's all it took. I remember, like, reports, and everyone was like, well, it's just a leg shot. You know, like, it could be worse. And then it was like... Then he's later on. Um, it was like, yeah, he died from that. That fucking sucks. So, um, one of the guys, the gunman in the case, you read. Sorry, I know this is bad radio. Uh, he got fifty-seven and a half years in prison. Yeah, fuck him. The other one um, was convicted in the murder and sentenced to life. Um, <coughs> one got thirty, and one got eighteen years. 
He so. might be out getting pretty soon. Yeah. Um, he gets paroled. So, yeah, I mean, he he was just – I remember him being hard-hitting. I mean, oh yeah, you just – you did not want to run in the box. You did not want to go across the middle. Um, he was a Hall of Fame talent, dude. Yeah, he, he for sure was. Um, he was up there with, like, Paul Malu and Ed Reed as, like, the best safeties in the league. And I remember uh, he he was kind of a – he was a – I don't want to say a hothead because, you know, respect is respect well, – He's Miami, today. right? Miami boy. Well, and he was, he was there from 2004 when it was – the fucking you. The you, yeah. The fucking so, you. Just like you an know? Atti- attitude. But I remember in a playoff game, like, he fucking spit in some dude's face. I remember him getting <clears> in trouble <throat> for that. Um, but, yeah, just a life taken too too quick. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes' brother fucking danced on his memorial on that day. What a other douche. Man. I don't understand why Patrick just be – his wife and his brother, you, you can't come. You can watch from the house. Yeah. You can't come. And guess what? Delete your fucking TikTok. I'm going to pay you enough money to not fucking... That guy never has to do anything, and he can don't, like li- live off his coattails. Do not post another fucking TikTok. Nothing but oh, bad publicity. Oh, and you, girlfriend, stay the fuck off Twitter. I make the money. You live this life because of me. Stay the fuck off Twitter, because all you do is cause me problems. So, I, you know, <laughs> so, I was thinking about this the other day, too. He just has to be just a super chill guy. To put just, up with that to shit? To put up with that. Yeah, but, for sure. Because I kind of get the same vibes with, uh, <clears throat> you know, Lamelo and 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 uh, Lonzo are doing pretty well in the NBA right now, you know, and they never told their dad to just shut the fuck He's up. He's chilled out, though. He has chilled out, you know, but back when he was just running his mouth all the I time. I think that was, like, to hype up his boys because everyone knew yeah, who those which boys were. now it's, like, looking back It's kind of smart, yeah. yeah I, I don't mind He's, it at all. You could say what you will, but... Guy that, knows how to fucking put people. Yeah, out but all there. that totally sh- different scenarios here. You know, one is just doing disrespectful okay. things, or that's fine. But saying you could beat MJ and all that shit, like, <laughs> dude, shut the fuck. And then they up. went yeah. back and I for, was it Oregon State he went to? Like, yeah, he averaged three points at Oregon State. How ironic he, is it? His son's now on the on MJ's team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and MJ's he's like a boss. top what twenty player in the league. Yeah, I mean, I would. He's a, he's a little inconsistent right now, but. <laughs> Um, he had an amazing game the other day, almost a game winner over uh, against the Bucks. All right, so uh, yeah, Sean Taylor was my first one. All right, I'll move on. Uh, another football player, Ryan Shazier. That one's oh, that's that a tough one's really one. That's sad. a tough one. Yeah, was, I mean, that's legit career-ending neck injury. Were y'all watching that live when that happened? Yeah, it was. Yeah, hard to watch. It, was prime, it might have been prime time. It was sure. on uh, December fourth, two thousand seventeen. He only played four years, and again, a guy that had like a Hall of Fame talent. You know, Cowboys really wanted him that yeah, year. That was a guy I wanted to. That's I wanted us to we draft. had to pivot and take Zach Martin, which I think we're all Worked happy out. with that pick. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Shazier was just like a different level. You know. Just a great player to go to such a franchise with like a story defense. It was really like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. And what was it, three, four years ago? Like he got engaged and he walked across the stage at the draft. And I mean, it was just like not a dry eye, you know. Just to see that guy be able to, because first they're like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he can play again. They're like, look, he's going to be lucky if he can ever walk again with that neck injury and then to see him up there with his wife or with fiance and walking across, I think he made the selection for the Steelers and they, they should, you know, maybe not retire his number, but I'm sure they set him up with some kind of, uh, didn't they sign him to a deal so he could get like full medical for the rest of his life or something? I think they, I think they technically like re-signed him and gave him like all these great benefits. Sure, they, it was a very classy yeah. move that the Steelers did. Like I said, he wasn't just like, you know, it's, it's a tragedy that happened to anybody, mm-hmm. but to happen to somebody that was, like I said, would have been like a, What's the word? A stalwart? 
stalwart stalwart in that defense, which is a historically great defense. Yeah, it's just it's just tough to see. No matter who who you're a fan of, it's just, it's just tough to see, man. It was just it was really sad. Hey, y'all are picking some rough ones. <clears throat> yeah, uh, mine. <laughs> one I guy's dead. The other one's paralyzed. Yeah, I've got, I've got another um, deceased player, but he's in my honorable mentions. Uh, my second one. Um, He's a little older, but he was definitely still in his prime, and that's Barry Sanders. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Emmett Smith, I have tons of Emmett Smith rookie cards. Uh, he he would break. He would have smashed him. He times. would have crushed that record, dude. He was already within striking distance of uh, Walter Payton when he retired. He, he, he's a joystick. He's a human highlight. All those greatest superlatives you yeah, want to throw in there. Um, he was it. He was he was a threat to go the distance every time he touched the ball, um, and it was. I remember where I was. I was with my older brother, and he was like, "Barry Sanders retired," and I remember being lit, not younger, and I'm be like, "What?" That like you don't sense. you don't understand because he's still a top. And I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." But my bro- I remember my brother being like, "This is crazy." So yeah, Barry Sanders. Uh, he was 31 when he retired, but he's still another five years. Yeah, he's still easy. still in his prime. Uh, well, like, I was gonna say he had to average what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred yards uh, a year. I bet. Yeah. Uh, could you think about this uh, backfield at Oklahoma State though? It was him and Thurman, Thurman Thomas. Thomas. That's yeah. ridiculous. Um. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up his uh, his stats real quick. Um. He had. Five fifteen thousand two hundred sixty nine yards, and he averaged five yards a carry. You should. Yeah. I know yeah. we don't have time now, but anyone listening, look up Barry Sanders' college stats. His Heisman Trophy winning year, yeah. what was that, like 88? Mac might look it up now. Fucking ridiculous. The, the the numbers he put up when he won the Heisman that year is ridiculous. So, 1988, he had he played in 12 games. 12 games, remember that. 12 games, he had, oh my God. It's ridiculous, 2, dude. 2,850 yards. He averaged 7.6 a carry. He averaged 237 yards a game, 42 touchdowns, <laughs> 19 receptions, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. That's a decent career for some Damn. people to have 2,800 yards and 42 touchdowns. That was his year in high school or year in college, and then he was like, so, right, I think I'm ready to go pro now. He set 34 NCAA records in his college career, and he still holds these. Most rushing yards in a season, 26-28. That, that, that won't be broken at all. the spread and everything. Nope. This is for college, uh, you said? For yeah, college. Oklahoma State. Where most rushing at. touchdowns in a season, 44. Nope. Uh, most touchdowns in a season, 44. Most rushing, most games rushing for 300-plus yards in a season, 4. And a career. Highest average rushing yards per game in a season. He averaged 238 effing yards. And most points scored in a season with 234. Yeah. It was so. five. He was 5'7". And he ran a four three forty. Yeah, greatest running back of all time. Yeah, yeah. So. Retired early. That's what Detroit Lions will do to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, no I mean, no one said Calvin Johnson yet, but he's the same thing. Which, Calvin Johnson. And I have another line on here too. Um, just real quick, this was his statement. Uh, quote, uh, shortly after the end of last season, I felt that I probably would not return for the 99-2000 season. I also felt that I should take as much time as possible to sort through my feelings and make sure that my feelings were back with convic- conviction. Today, I officially declare my departure from the NFL. And that was so, it. He but, was a very, like, you know, quiet guy. What I loved about him, too, is he scored a touchdown just handed it off. Yeah. Never celebrated, never showboated. He was just... He's, to me, he was like one of, if not the greatest football player of all time. Cool thing, cool thing about Barry Sanders is he left football healthy. 
Because um, that was what I was going to ask is how, why it was ment- mentally he was just checked out of football. Detroit won one play. You know, they they won that one playoff game against us in like 92 in his whole career. That was all they ever did. I watched a football life about him and Calvin Johnson a couple months ago, and, yeah, he was just just so, beaten down so says, by the – It says right here, it was thought by some that Lions head coach Bobby Ross himself may have been the reason for Sanders' oh, yeah. early retirement. But in his autobiography, Barry Sanders, Now You See Him, Sanders praised Ross as a head coach and who had nothing directly to do with his retirement. He says it was more frustration with the management and direction of the Lions and the resulting lack of success that likely contributed to the retirement, Sanders I think, revealed. I think they were going to, like, another rebuild. And he was they were, like, coming off, like, a decent year, like, a couple years ago, and they fired the – New coach, I think they were going to rebuild, and he just didn't want it. Same thing with Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Just didn't want to put up with it. Yep. All right, I got two more. Uh, you easily could have added another Portland Trailblazer. I thought I really thought you were going to name him as Greg Odin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just he, ne- he never really – Did he have a prime? I mean, did he, he never Did you really see him in, at Ohio State? I don't watch, there's a reason really why he was college. selected number one overall. Well, he was seventh. Whatever. That has a big reason, right? Yeah, well, that and his hog hung down to his knee, apparently. <laughs> that, that that bumped up his draft stock. But, yeah, it was only 105 games in three years because he had a microfracture knee surgery. But number one play overall only plays in three years. That's a prime cut short. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. I, like, I looked up a list to kind of get some ideas, and he was, he was on there. I just, when I looked at it, you know. Andy uh, looks like he's 47 yeah. years old when he got drafted. Jesus Christ, he was an old man. He just he just he just never really got going in in the in the pros, you know. No, and I and I I wouldn't say he was going to be like the next Shaq because obviously Shaq's just like a different kind of human. But I could see like a lot of DeAndre Ayton, maybe because Ayton yeah. looks like he's forty four years oh, old already sure. too. But but you're I right, know. dude. Portland, is, <laughs> Portland. Yeah, so I'm saying there's three luck. Portland guys already on our list. And then who knows what's going on? What's going to go on with Lillard? You know they've. Haven't had any success with him. So. He's loyal, man. I, I'd like for him to stay. And if we don't win a championship, I wouldn't mind seeing Portland get one. <coughs> Fuck. All right, I got one more after Matt's. I feel like it's a good one, so I hope you don't say it. Uh, I might, man. Uh, my last one is Andrew Luck. Okay, honorable mention. That's a good one. Mine's Andrew Shout Luck. Shout out Van Horn again. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> That was a crazy night. That man. was. That, that poor was a, bastard. Remember that? He drafted him oh, that draft night. He drafted yeah, him and we found and then out we got, it. That, and then we were watching that game. It was a preseason game, and the Colts fans were, like, booing him and throwing stuff him, at him. Yeah. And it's like, the guy has a neck injury, and he well, wants the, to live. The best part about that is Ryan's passed out on the couch and has been passed out for hours. <laughs> and my buddy texted me about it, and it was the first time I was hearing it. And I said it out loud. And Ryan just wakes up out of a dead sleep. He's like, bullshit. <laughs> and then it's like, and then we start seeing like all the booze going on at the Colts game. It's just hilarious. Yeah, they were raining down trash on that guy. Like, shitty move, man. Like, he had neck injuries, man. Like, he yeah. could have been paralyzed. It's like when Irvin retired, Irvin could have played a couple more years, but you don't fuck with neck or back injuries yeah, like that. Know. Especially so, when honestly, Andrew good, Luck good is a very smart. He went to Stanford, yeah. you know, like, yep. and it wasn't just because he's good at football. Andrew Luck's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's probably making millions now doing whatever he wants to you do. And his dad was an NFL quarterback, so, uh, but he he only played seven years. Um, he uh, he won the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2018. He was a four-time Pro Bowler. He led the league in touchdown passes in 2014 he was a maxwell award winner a walter camp award winner um he was a two-time heisman finalist was it jason's first quarterback off the board yeah but i want to say correct me if i'm wrong jason call in right now 
I really think he took Russell Wilson later on in that draft. Like, without even knowing Andrew Luck, he took Andrew Luck. Yeah. And then, like, rounds later, he snagged Russell Wilson and ended up being still a solid team for yep. him. Um, and he, just so you guys know real quick, Matt's totally cheating right now. He's looking off a computer and getting all these stats. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, man, your list is blowing us away because you got all this great info. That's fine. Get your get your phone out or get a computer. I don't know. Do <laughs> get a computer. <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, that was he. He was just—he was a really good quarterback. He battled a lot of injuries, um, and well, they say greatest prospect since Peyton Manning and John Elway. Yeah, and what's crazy is, and I forget because his dad did play for Houston, but he went to Stratford High School in Houston. He was like a five-star prospect coming out of high school. That's true. Yeah, they are from Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, where did yeah. Luck go? Where did Andrew go to? Did he did, did his bro? What his dad name was Oliver or something? Oliver right? Luck. Did he go to Stratford and? Andrew or just just Andrew Luck went to Stratford High School in, in, in Houston. He, oh shit, that's cool. That yeah. makes sense because the dad was you know played for Houston, he probably for just Houston. put his roots down. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he uh, in his press conference he said, "I've been stuck in this process. I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. It's taken the joy out of the game. The only way for for me is to remove myself from football. It's not an easy decision. It's the hardest decision of my life, but it's the right decision for me." Um, and you can't disagree with that. When a guy puts his health before, you know, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a sport, and good for he, him. Honestly, he's one of the guys I'm surprised hadn't come back. You know, take a couple years off, let your body heal, and I'm surprised the the competitive urge, you know, the competitive drive didn't didn't. Shit, Colts don't need them. They got Carson Wentz. Duh. duh yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, they're Excuse rolling. Me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so uh, Andrew Luck. All right, I actually have another. Indianapolis Colts, and that's Bob Sanders. Oh man, yeah, two thousand seven. Educate me. I don't. I don't know. Uh, he was another safety was man. Safety. That, he, okay, I, this is what I have written down. Two thousand seven. He was a defensive player of the year. He was only five foot seven. Played in only fifty career games, but he only played more than six games in two seasons. And one of those seasons, he was defensive player of the year. So out of the six seasons, he was only healthy for pretty much two times. The rest of the time were just injuries constantly. But he was like a ball hawking. Bob like, Sanders, number twenty. Yeah, he was just like a little scrappy safety. That was what Palomalu, Reed, and Sanders were like mm-hmm. the best. You know, like we said, Taylor, but Taylor was cut short more tragically. But yeah, Bob or Bob Sanders won a defensive player of the year from the safety position at being five seven, and just injuries cut him short. Just like we've been talking about, he's a great scrappy player. Great, good for good for the little guys. Well, I'm done. Uh, I do have honorable mentions, and yeah. I don't won't I won't go too too hard. You know, as far as stats or anything but jose fernandez the pitchers for the, the pitcher for the marlins um, oh that cocaine right? in the system and crashed that boat mm-hmm. oh, that's a good one man he um, was really good and what? this is this is kind of debatable go ahead uh, i was just gonna say didn't like uh i i should probably have the facts for this but like didn't a teammate like do something like the next game yeah, like, d, hit a home run d gordon uh, who never hit home never runs. hits home runs they were like tight they were yeah real tight and the next the Game following leadoff, right? Following his death, he hit a bomb and he came. And I got chills thinking about it. But I know he came back and I think he put on a jersey of his, or they were all wearing his jersey. Uh, the whole team was wearing their jerseys just with their names on it or with with his number. But yeah, he hit home run <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he's a leadoff guy. Shit like that blows my mind. Um, Jose Fernandez. And this one's kind of iffy, but it's my list. So fuck off, Troy Aikman. 
retired at 33 because of injuries, but I think like Elway paid till he was like 38. You know, Brett Favre. Look at Brady now. Yeah, he. I think he. You know, without the injuries, he could have played a few more years. Aikman has the body to still be playing now. Washboard abs. <laughs> he's been getting fucking on my marble. nerves lately, though. Fuck he's been a, he's been obnoxious with Fuck the. <laughs> it was a, I think it was a Cowboys game the other day where he. I mean, Dak has not been playing the greatest, but. Well, uh, he can't be a homer. I'm glad he's hard on us. Yeah. Wait. That's what she said. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's. I, I'm glad he doesn't have you know hometown bias though. Um, yeah, same, but I don't. Wanted to go all the way the other way too. It's like you're being a little, you're overcompensating. Uh, yeah, Troy Aikman, uh, Luke Keekley, who was, I think he was probably a defensive player of the year at one point. At least one. He was twenty. <laughs> he was twenty eight when he got out. Priest Holmes. Oh man. Um, we already talked about Brandon Roy, and then uh, Billy Sims. He was a Detroit. He played for the University of Texas. He was a running back. Um, one of the best in Longhorns history. He only played four years in the league, which is kind of crazy. Um. But he's doing fine now. He uh, he, he played for Oklahoma. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he only ran for 5,000 yards, 42 touchdowns, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he had a knee injury. Um, and, uh, yeah, so right. he, and after after his career, he kind of fell on some hard times. He had to sell his Heisman Trophy. Damn. Um, but, yeah, so. Uh, only two I had left were Gail Sayers. Mm-hmm. He only played seven years, but he led the league rushing twice. Uh, all-purpose yards, leader three years in a row, five-time All-Pro, uh, f- almost 5,000 rushing yards in those seven years. So, uh, Oh, and return yards, yeah, thir- uh, 3,172 return yards with 18 touchdowns. And Luke Keekley, the one you just mentioned, reminded me of somebody I had to look up real quick, Chris Borland for San Francisco. Remember yeah, him? and Patrick Willis. Patrick Will, yeah, they had two linebackers that were studs. Borland played one year, and in that one year, where I just said it was 107 tackles, a sack, a fumble, and two interceptions as a rookie. He was, you know, three-time Big Ten champion, who's Big Ten freshman of the year, three-time first team All Big Tw- All Big Ten linebacker of the year. He's an All American, and then uh, for medical reasons, same thing. He was just like my I mean, body can't these put guys, up. Man. Yeah, they they made personal decisions, which. But, yeah, Chris Borland and Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis still might make the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah. I think he's got a shot. But, yeah, good call on uh, – and then didn't they have a Navarro? What was mm-hmm. his name? Something Navarro where they're like 49ers because I have a buddy at work that's a Niners fan, and they just got hit hard. It was after, you know, cat shit with Kaepernick and then Harbaugh left and then Willis, Navarro, and Borland, like three stud linebackers all within like a year or two, all retired. It was Navarro Bowman, wasn't it? That was it, Navarro Bowman. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so that is our Mount Rushmore for this week. Um, good list, guys. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Good. That was fun. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to pick your poison, um, yep. and we're gonna let the guests do the honors. And if we don't get a good one, we'll pick a second one. Yeah, sometimes they suck. I don't know who picked this list. <laughs> well, if I can get it unfolded. All right. Would you rather have constantly dry eyes or a constant runny nose? <sighs> That's a terrible Fuck. option. That's a good pick your poison. Damn. Give me runny nose. You know how I deal with that? Claire hates it. So you just yeah, you cor- plug them. I do the corkscrew. You yeah, just, you plug them. Yeah, you just get tissues yeah. and clog your nose. Dude, dry eyes is the fucking worst. And there's no remedy, right? Like, you can't get, like, some eye drops. So there's just, like, nothing that oh, can you help. Can't? You well, can't. that's the thing, well, right? You're, like, you're you would assume plug your nose. I'm walking, around, I'm walking around with fucking plugs. I don't give a shit. I, I'll walk Matt's around with eye drops, I think. Dude, you, you, oh, I'm, 
that's a thing, apparently. What? People walk around just plugged up. What are you talking, butt plugs yes. now? Or? Yes. I don't know. On TikTok, it's a thing. People well, walk you around. You better send me videos so I can <laughs> no, avoid I mean, these people. People aren't, I mean, they don't show well, the is butt it, plugs. Is it, well, how like do you it, know they have it in there? Like an animal tail? And it's yes. like, it's, I thought that they were just like wearing it, but no, it's up there. They're butt. plugs. People walk around plugged up. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I didn't know that. Or maybe a show title, Plugged Up. The name. <laughs> Dude, I just don't understand people first. Okay, you're eating hey, ass. They're, look at, they're looking at us with our pinky it. rings like, I don't understand those jerk-offs. <laughs> you're, you're eating ass first. Okay, whatever. Okay. Now you're just walking around with a fucking butt plug in your ass. Like, that can't be good for your poop. It can't be good for your bowels. It's probably excellent for your poops. Why does it come out of? Yeah, it just shoots right out. Yeah, but eventually it's just going to fall out, right? Which is great for your poops. Like it, no, walking down the... Oh, dude, you're, you're talking in, about like an accident. You're in Target you're just, and you just plop out a turd in aisle four. That's not cool. Yeah, that you do that in Walmart. Don't do that shit in yeah, Target. Don't Walmart. bring that shit to Target. Target's classy. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> there was a tweet Chili's oh. put out, and I, it was obviously fake, but it was like, uh, dear... Uh, like guests, please don't do meth in our bathroom. We're not Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Walmart is the, you know, the equivalent of Applebee's. Yeah. And Target's like chili, so they have these little wars. Do y'all want to do one more? Yeah, let's That's do a one pretty more. Quick one, right? So, I guess I'll have ruddy nose because dry eyes drives me crazy. Nose. I'm the only one going dry eyes. I guess. Yeah. But, dude, but that's I only because I'm and I got my contacts in. I immediately have to put on my glasses. My eyes get so dry. Yep. Yeah, ruddy nose. I'm just you know. I hate dry contacts, but man, when your nose is running all day and then you you wipe it enough, it, it gets, gets raw. raw. Yeah. I hate that more than. Or anything. if you have a mustache like we do, like yeah. I didn't realize how big of a hassle that was to like eat you know pancakes and syrup or have a runny nose. It just like ruins your mustache. Oh, Get a Kleenex, tear it in half. Oh, this twisties. is a movie suggestion. Oh, yeah. Corkscrew. That is? Let me see. We need to pull that out. Take it out, then. I put it right back in. Here you go. Jerry Maguire. Another a great movie. You've never seen it, dude. We can talk about yeah, Are we going to talk? You've never, you never seen that one? Yeah. No, Matt, Matt's never seen a good movie in his life. Yeah, Did you I've, not know I've that? I've seen Jerry Maguire. No, that was but, my suggestion. No, but I do want, I do want to send, like, I don't know what the right word is here, but. I knew, it was like two podcasts ago. I think you were giving Matt shit about like never seeing The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather either. Yeah. I, did you want to get into it? Not now, but here in a little bit. You do you want to flame me for all the movies I haven't seen? No, I'm just gonna like make you watch movies with me. Do y'all do something with this? Oh yeah, we'll trash it. Yeah, that's the one we already read. All right, here's the other one. We're just gonna have a movie night. We're not that movie night. It's like sleepovers. Like yeah, invite me over because I I want to see I want to see it, obviously I oh, it's but y'all are so there's cultured. Uh, would you rather have the power to gently nudge anyone's decision or have complete puppet master control over, of five people? Let me puppet control yeah, I was people. Say, do I get to pick the five people? Because that would be great. That's a no-brainer. Let me. I want to play puppet master. You, you can't got, see me. Who am I doing? Look like you're playing a high organ. <laughs> it's like Freddy got fingered. Daddy, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. I want to control people. Give me that level anyone's of control. Anyone's decision. Oh, yeah. Gently nudge anyone's Oh, yeah. Decision. Vladimir Putin. Got him. Jerry Jones. Oh, you, no, but you're picking the five. You're picking the five people. I'm running think, the motherfucking world. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I think I'm just. I'm not. That's too much pressure for me, man. No. It's way, way too much going on with, with no, controlling this world's everything. This about to be a lot cooler with me in charge. I just want to We're gonna tax the churches. We're gonna tax the rich. 
We're going to make marijuana legal. I have a and question. Not only Can we do something about brick, brisket prices? Because that is far too. And beef jerky. And gas is all free. Gas is free. <laughs> We're going to naturalize gas, okay? It's going to be for the people, by the people. Oh, yeah. Everything. All right. So that was uh, Pick Your it. Poison. It's too much pressure for me. I think I'm just I'm going to gently nudge someone's decision. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to. You're going to go to Chipotle and go, give me a little extra chicken. Exactly, dude. <laughs> They're not, a little, there's no, little bit more No chicken. spoon shaking in this restaurant. <laughs> and you're not charging me for guac. Yeah, and I want more guac. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Whereas I'm trying to, like, take over the world. <laughs> He just wants extra guacamole. <laughs> Alex has more simple ambitions. All right, so let's move on to questionable <laughs> behavior from the internet. Um, all right, and I haven't, I haven't read most of these. Uh, this first one it says, "Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that I don't like the gift she got me and asking for something else?" I I, I brought you this one. I I think it's pretty easy uh, to all decide. Right, I've got yeah, I've got. Let's hear it. Okay. My girlfriend, 22 female, and I, 26 male, have been together for almost four years. Note those together. ages, by the way. Just say it one more time. 22 female and 26 male. He's 26 years old. Okay. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Have been together for almost four years and live together. She has a stable career and bought, has bought herself a car and was taught to drive in high school. I was never taught to drive, and it's not ne really necessary because I can Uber, take the bus, or my girlfriend can drive. That's kind of sus. Uh, she's offered to... Have you, I don't want my wife to drive. It is scary <laughs> as fuck. Dude, Claire waits until the last minute to break. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like I'm like a grandpa. Like, you got to ease into that. She's like, yeah, but it works. I was like, yeah, it's going to work. Too. It does it work? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the guy that's like putting my foot down like I'm hitting an imaginary brake. And I'm like, fucking break already. <laughs> God, it'd be crazy. She's offered to teach me, uh, but I declined because I'm not really interested in learning because I don't plan on getting a car since they're since they are a lot of money. So you're broke. So my birthday was yesterday. And my girlfriend was really excited, giving me my gift. It was private driving lessons, which admittedly admittedly cost her several hundred dollars. I was really offended because I don't want to learn to drive. Okay, oh my I was god, offended. oh my god. Okay, she hyped up the gift uh, like I'd love it, but I honestly I hate it. It seems more like it's for her because she wants me to learn to drive than it is for me. I got really upset, and disappointed when I opened it, and she kept pushing to ask why I didn't like it. I told her again that I don't care for driving, and it seemed like it was a really impersonal gift because I don't even want my license or a car. So why would I want this? I felt like she doesn't even know me. Oh, this guy's a fucking bitch. <laughs> so and we she, already know the yes, answer. Matt agrees. <laughs> and she got really upset that. Uh, so I suggested that she return the lessons and get me something I would like better. Now she's calling me an asshole and said the lessons are non-refundable and is really upset with me. I don't think I'm the asshole because I've told her before that I don't want to drive and I feel like she's trying to change me. <laughs> trying to change me. So now she, what? She's trying to change you into a functioning fucking yeah, adult? make you more of a functioning person. So now she's being immature and won't won't drive me anywhere and tells me I can Uber if I want to go somewhere. This is the best part. Good Shout for you. Even if it's somewhere she was going to go already. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> He's going to fuck her out and lose a girlfriend. I'm, I would be surprised. If sounds like she needs to fucking lose him. Exactly. Like she went thrifting. She into should the drive him somewhere and just leave him. <laughs> Uber back, bitch. Yeah, right. Um, like she went uh, thrifting into the grocery store without me. In in parentheses, he wrote, "We always go together," and said, "If I really wanted to go that badly, I can Uber." It's not even like I ask her for rides ever. I just tag along. Oh, so you're a mooch? If she's already going somewhere, 
I get Ubers to and from work and have a good job, so it's pointless for me to even get a car or a license. When I told her that, she said that she's tired of always being the driver and she and likes to be the passenger sometimes, but to me it sounds like she gave me a gift that she wants. Because if she hates being the driver so much, I suggested that I could get lessons for her birthday, not mine, and that it, that upset her even more. She said that it isn't a gift for her, and she'd be upset if I got myself driving lessons for her birthday. I told her basically, quote, see, so you'd be upset if I got you something you that you think is for me for your birthday, unquote. She said yes. So even though I explained to her that there's a double standard, she's still insisting that I'm the asshole. You, sir, are the asshole. You're yep. a fucking bitch. You probably moan when you wipe, and you shut your car doors with your hip. <laughs> All right, we got that answer. And the comments were great. Everyone was yeah. just saying what Matt is. They're like, read between the lines. She's tired of driving you everywhere. She's trying to make you more of Dude, an independent person. she's four person. years younger than he is. And he's mooching off of her. The, that's the thing. It was a very easy one, so sorry. It wasn't very complicated. No, we all agree. But she's I just trying. couldn't believe that this is a scenario that's happening in a relationship somewhere. And I, I read and the comments, And she's being too. so nice about it initially. Like, yeah. g- giving him driving lessons. Like, just... Telling him without telling him, and he just—I mean—he gets the message. He just doesn't want to doesn't want to change, obviously. Yeah, but all, I love all, her response. To all the it. comments were the same, like agreeing with us and the the OP, you know, original poster never responded to any comments. I think he got the point. Yeah, that he's in the wrong. And once all those comments came in, he just like he's for sure out. avoiding cones right now, trying to learn <laughs> to drive. Dude, I, I just don't. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be like self sufficient. Like I love driving. I love. I don't like my, hold on, my car, my new new car has like lane keeping assist and it has like all these fancy features. To me, like I actually like the physical act of driving. Hey, tell me me that color again. It was Sonic Gray Pearl. It's a sweet color. It's nice. Sonic Gray Pearl. Um, But yeah, I actually, I love driving. I love cars. So I don't get it. And some of the comments were like, what if there's ever an emergency, you know, like, and she can't drive. You're fucked. Yeah. What happens then? What happens if you're home alone and you need to get to an hospital, you know, like, I guess I'll just call an Uber. It's like you're, you're, you're 26 and you're relying on other people to get you places. I don't get it. And she, like you said, it's a subtle dodge. Be like, Hey, just at least learn. Like, I'm not saying like, Hey, we're going to take a cross country trip and you're driving. Yeah. But at least learn the basics. So in case a situation arises or if we go out on date night, you can drive me there. Cause she said, I like to be the passenger. This guy fucking wears butt plugs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So the next one, am I the asshole for changing my Netflix password? My sister asked for my Netflix account a few months ago, and I thought it was for her, but then I found out a few days later that it was for her boyfriend to use. And in parentheses, she says she uses her other friend's account. Um, This was fine. I never asked him to pay for it uh, because it wasn't a big deal. He used his own profile. A few days ago, we were all having a family dinner at her house, and she started making fun of me for my preferences and calling me stupid for watching, quote, stupid shows. I asked her how she would even know what shows I watched, and she admitted to using her boyfriend's account to snoop uh, through my account. I told her that this was not okay, and I don't want her going through my preferences and then going so far as as to making fun of me for it, and I changed the password to the account. She called me yesterday yelling about how I had no right to do that, calling me a bitch. Now, admittedly, I do feel a little bad because her boyfriend technically didn't do anything wrong. Does changing the password make me an asshole? No. I don't think so. That was like a privilege that was given to you, and the fact that you abused it by calling somebody mean names. Fuck you. You don't get that anymore. 
And she was like snooping on someone's account. That's weird. I agree. I agree. You're not an asshole. You pay for it. You can do with what you choose. But yeah. I, like, I I let out my information to a few people, and as long as you know, like they're not weird about it, I have no problem with it. I wouldn't have a problem like if I gave you my Netflix and you got on my account just to see what I was watching. Like it's, it's not it's personal like, information. It's not, but at the same and time, I wouldn't judge you on it. Well, I might look exactly. Be like, What's Matt watching? Maybe I'm interested, but I wouldn't yeah. be like, look at this fucking idiot watching this stupid show. It, like, don't let your fucking whole fucking personality like be tied into like what you watch on Netflix. Like that sounds what that is. I don't know. I think the fact that you did someone a solid and then they made fun of you in front of no, other people. overall, overall. The, yeah, the OP is move. right. The OP is right. Yeah, that was a bit because it, it, if like if it he was never just be, came he's just that, being a little sensitive about getting made fun of. I feel like for his what he's I watching. would be too if I did someone a solid then they made fun yeah, of yeah no yeah I get I get what you're saying yeah. like I said if if none of this ever happened it'd be like yeah you can share my profile I, have I no just don't think I would that. give a fuck if my yeah. sister was making fun of what I was watching you know but. Then again, depends he, on my sisters. Exactly. If she's if she's really going at him and roasting him about yeah. whatever he's watching, I'm curious what he was watching first off. But if just really going at him, I he's can like, see where he's, he's just like, you know "Fuck you, then." And then that's what I'm saying. It's like you want to be like that to me. Brody's well, at My Little Pony. Yeah, they're Brody's. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I did you a solid, and you want to go and make fun of me? You know, like after yeah. lurking on my account. Well, you know what? I can change the password. That's yeah. all I got to do. I'd be like, you're making fun of me. You can't afford a fucking Netflix Yeah, account. exactly. It's like, it's like $8. <laughs> you want to talk shit. Moron. Yeah, there you go. That's a good point. You talk shit about me, but you can't afford Netflix. Get out of here with your fucking broke ass. All right. All right. We all, well, I think we all agreed on on all of them. Or we got one more, or is that it? No, we got one more. All right. So, Emily the asshole for not leaving the playground. Yesterday, I was at the neighborhood playground with my kids. While pushing my son on the swing, a girl, about eight-ish, came up to me and asked if we could leave because one of her friends was scared of my daughter. Uh, my daughter, three, who is currently playing on the other side of the playground with another similar age girl, um, I asked why and was told that my daughter was scared because she was loud sometimes. I said, no, we weren't leaving, but we were happy to share the playground if they wanted to play or they could wait until we left, but we had planned to stay until sunset, about 30 minutes away. The girl said they had to go home at sunset, so could we leave early? I didn't feel it was fair to my kids, so we did not leave early. The kid, the girls chose to leave instead of playing. I have no idea what prompted this. My guess is that they wanted the playground to themselves, but it's just a, it's just a guess. We never, we're, we've never played with these children before, so I'm not sure why they chose to pick on my kid. She isn't any louder than any other kids and was currently playing quietly. I had a friend tell me that I was being petty for not cutting or outing short and leaving after I was asked to leave. Am I the asshole? Nope. I'm what? not going to let some eight-year-old kid dictate how I, you know, spend my free time with my children. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? It's a public park. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all here to play together, and if you don't want to play, you know, over here with me, then sorry. I'm not leaving. I'm here on the swings with my kid and playing. No, you're not the asshole. That's go, weird that an eight-year-old is going to Go to the other side of the park if you're, yeah. if you're scared of my kid being loud. And that's an eight-year-old afraid of a three-year-old? Yeah, it doesn't you make You know, a sense. three-year-old... That's like... Like a grown man being afraid of like a thirteen year old or something. That's like the people that say that like words are violence. Like that's where that shit starts. Yeah. Like when they get. Uh, and again, if you think about it, if you give into that little eight year old, like give that little eight year old the taste of power, that little bitch is going to be bossing people around for the rest of her life. That's probably that's a, Karen, that's a young Karen. Right that's probably there. where that question or where that request is coming from. She probably 
had that sort of power at home or whatever. Yeah. You know, getting away with whatever Never she gets wants. told no. Little brat, you know. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? I don't want you playing at this park anymore. You, you, can you leave? I just like, uh, no. You can. I, dude, I would be. Can you do long division? Dude, think so. <laughs> Dumb little kid. I I couldn't do long division. Oh, it's easy, dude. I'll teach you. Okay. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. Okay. I was really good at basic math. I was like in UIL and all that until we got to like algebra two and calculus. I was like, all right, this is way over my head. I peaked like a junior high with math. Yeah, and his friend his friend called him petty for not leaving. Shit, yeah. dude, I would have been. Nope. I would have been extra petty. I would have been as loud. I would have been louder than the children. Exactly. Than my, than my child. So. I was trying to find another one, but I don't think I can find one. Um, so that was questionable behavior from the internet. That was a good little... I think we all agreed for the most part. All right. So I've been holding in a pee and since we kind of broke the... Uh, ooh. Since we kind of did this last week. That was a little erotic. Take that uh, belt. That's butt plug almost fell out. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a potty break and a smoke break and whatever else yeah, we got to do. One. So one, uh, we will be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Bladders are relieved. Cigarettes were smoked. Discussions were had. All right, let's uh, move on to the movie review. Uh, like I said, we were reviewing Friday. The movie Friday was uh, came out in 1995. It had a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was only $3.5 million and it grossed $27.4 million in the box office. Fun fact, this movie was filmed in 20 days. I have that down too. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Um, and just the cast: Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Nia Long, Bernie Mac, John Witherspoon. Um, I know there's a couple other ones I'm missing. Well, I got a fun fact: Phase on Love. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Claire's nickname is actually Big Worm. Is it? And I got that picture saved as her contact information. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> which which one is it? Is it one he's got the rollers in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where'd I put that? Oh, fuck, I don't know what my phone is. I'll show you. I'll show you guys later. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's a great cast. I was going to say, too, just quick <clears throat> RIP. All these guys are now dead. John Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan, John mm-hmm. Lister Jr., and Bernie Mac. But I didn't oh. realize Michael Clark Duncan was in it until I looked up interesting facts about the movie. Yep, and so I can mark that off <laughs> in here because I had that down. And I thought I was going to be cool, but... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I feel like most of my interesting facts, we all kind of could easily look up but uh one of the first ones i saw was that and there's probably a reason why they had to shoot the movie in 20 days is that uh it was where it was filmed at did y'all see that yeah so i got the the cast and crew were warned well ahead of time not to wear anything red during filming (laughs) 126th street where the movie was shot was well inside the territory of the crip street gang so it's interesting i i had no idea until looking that up and that was i think um Shit, what's his name? Uh, it was Red, who played Red. Uh, I forget his name. DJ, DJ Pooh. Co-writer. That's, that's where he grew up. That's where he grew up, was that neighborhood. I think, cool. I think they said Craig's house was actually his grandma's or somebody's really? house. Yeah, Craig's house was. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so co- co-written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, who mm-hmm. played you know Craig and, and Red in the movie. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's get started. So we open the movie with Craig's family sleeping and Craig waking up to Jehovah's Witness banging on the door. And <laughs> he ain't having that. No, he wasn't having it. And he's like, "What did she say? Like, do you, you want to have 
Would you like to accept Jehovah? Into or he's your like, life? are you ready for Jehovah's return? And he just slams the door, and she's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> she goes, let's go to the next house. Yeah, so he, she's like, come on, sister, half dead ass looking motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, that's the opening scene. Um, and then uh, we we go back to the house and Ice Cube. He's, he excitedly pours himself a big bowl of cereal, only to find out that there's no milk. Oh, it's so it's so disappointing. So dis- <laughs> and he throws like a big ass like kitchen ladle in the fucking bowl. Yeah, he's got a giant mixing bowl. Yeah, too. It's not yeah. A um, Don't you think you would notice that milk's nearly gone though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you I pick it up, that, yeah, you up. would, right. you would. And then, uh, and then uh, John Weatherspoon, his dad, comes in and with one of the best lines. He's like, "Every time I'm coming in the kitchen, you in the kitchen eating up all the goddamn food." He's like, <laughs> "Eat up all the pigs' feet, all the all chitlins." The, all the chitlins. All the greens. Yeah, he, can, he, he goes, I like chicken feet. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I like all this. Uh, he was so good in every every scene. Oh, he's every in. scene. Every oh, scene. Oh, he was him like I said, him and Chris Tucker were yeah. the two best in this whole movie. When it came um, to comedy. <clears throat> you yeah. noticed the cereal too that he was having? It was Captain Crunch knockoff, but it was Crunchies. I said Captain don't or Crunch don't have his captains yet. His captain uh title. Or was it just a knockoff? It was, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't I know if I, it was... It was Crunchies, but I was yeah. like, maybe they didn't call it Captain Crunch until 96. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, next we see Craig's dad in the bathroom, um, and he asks him how he gets fired on his day off. And it's a classic Over scene. He's in there, you know, plopping sh- shit in the toilet. Yeah, there was spraying. a sound effect where you yeah, hear a giant plop. plop. <laughs> um so he's asking him how he can get fired on his day off. And he's like, hey, man, there's a pamphlet, you know, over there. He's like, I don't want to be a dog catcher. Um, I hate dogs. Goes, That's the beauty of it. it. <laughs> I, go, I hate dogs, too. He's like, I take a dog, and I'm like, bam, 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 up his ass all day. It's my pleasure. <laughs> R.I.P. John Withers. So a backstory on this movie for me, uh, it kind of holds a special place in my heart, and it shouldn't because – I mentioned earlier, I got a brother that's like 11 years older. I watched this movie around 95, 96 when it came out. He showed it to me. Really? And I didn't pick up on like half the shit, obviously, you know, because I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. Uh But, uh, yeah, so I've been watching this movie for, I don't know, almost, what is that, 20 years? 25 years. Um, So next, uh, Craig gets a call from his girlfriend. And she's accusing him of being at a show with another chick. Well, she's in bed with another man. Well, she's in bed with another dude. And she's got the nails and the the hair. And she's flicking her hair and clicking her nails and sucking her teeth. And she just seems like a real pain in the ass. Yeah. But not the kind of girl you want to settle down with. Absolutely no. not. Mm-mm. Nope. And Craig knows that. Yeah, yeah, Craig knows. He's here to hit it and quit it. Yeah. Class, classic Craig. <laughs> classic just, Craig. Just a chicken head. <laughs> 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 Shout out Project Pat. Um, uh, let me find out where I'm. We get some weird guys. shout outs. We had shout out Pakistan, and then I Project got a Pat. fucking call from Pakistan like two days later. <laughs> yeah, you're joking. He sent me a screenshot. I took a screenshot. I was like, dude, I'm fucking scared of all the numbers to get. Of it's all in the Pakistan. numbers, I get a call from fucking Pakistan. Hey man, it could just be a listener. Let's call him back right now. Did you answer it? No, fuck no, I didn't answer it. <laughs> Let's call him right now. Let's see what's up. Call him um, live on air. Uh, uh, okay, da, da, da. And then Craig's dad delivers one of the most quotable lines from the movie, in my opinion. Uh, he comes out of the bathroom. He says, oh, yeah. don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. I've um, said that so many times. So many times. <laughs> Admit um, to it, too. Yeah. So uh, 
Craig's mom. We, we see Craig's mom for the first time. And, you know, after he didn't get any cereal, she's cooking up some bacon, some eggs, some sausage, some leftover pork chops. And uh, he finds out that she didn't make him any. She's yeah. like, oh, no, I'll, this ain't for you. Everyone yeah. eating good in this movie besides Craig. Besides him. Besides <laughs> and then when he him. tells she's like, just eat some cereal. He's like, we got no more milk. Put water on Put it. Put a little water in it. That's what <laughs> his dad tells him and his mom tells him. Like, man, I, I would much rather and just eat that dress here. Lauren tells me all the time. I'm like, hey, we're out of milk. She's like, just use water. That's it's disgusting. Fine. Is she serious or is that just a line no, for Friday? No, that's Yeah, she's a big fan. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, she's well, a big Well, that's a great line. Yeah. Um. So uh, after that, we get our first Smokey appearance, who uh, again is played by a very young Chris Tucker. And I didn't look, uh, I didn't look, but was this is like his first movie role? No, he had he had his small roles before. I think this was his biggest role. But then I got like his next seven movies after that because you can tell he's breakthrough. Yeah, it was um, Bed Presidents. Fifth Element, Money Talks, Jackie Brown, and then Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And then he took like a six-year break and came back mm-hmm. with Silver's Lining play, Playbook. And uh, was it Billy Lynn's long halftime walk or something? But he went from like a rising star, and then it really just kind of got to him. Like Dave Chappelle, you know, yeah. like the fame got mm-hmm. to him and the pressure and just too much. So he kind of yeah. took a step back. But, dude, who doesn't love Chris Tucker? Oh, he's great. Uh, and then we see Big Worm played by Faison Love for the first time, and we find out that Big Worm suspicious that Smokey is smoking from his stash. So he pulls up, and I think it's probably a '64 Impala. Uh, With he's hydraulics. got it on switches. Yep. yep, he's got it on switches. So well, I got to put, you know, Smokey is breaking the rule number four of the Ten Crack Commandments. Mm-hmm. You he never, is. never get high on your own supply. That's right. I mean. That's, well, that's, right. that's a he has, he has no second thoughts about it. No, no. Entire he, movie. He, <laughs> he burns, smoking. literally burns through yeah. all that weed. <laughs> um, I would be a terrible drug dealer too, though. <laughs> so then, uh, uh, Craig and him are outside and they go back and forth about him getting fired on his day off. And everyone gives him shit. Smokey, that's such a great recurring Smokey gives theme. another classic line. He's like, what are you still in boxes for? Are you trying to build a clubhouse? <laughs> Just, I mean, a classic line. Me and my brother, and he, I mean, Something will be said. Like, what are you trying to do? Build a clubhouse? And that's the line we still say to each other. Um, so then they end up sitting on the front porch, and Smokey tries to spark up a joint, and he delivers another classic line. He said, I know you don't smoke weed, but I'm going to get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do, which is, again, another line I've said many times in the past. You can rationalize, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we, we meet Debo for the first time. A.K.A. James Harrison from the yeah, Pittsburgh right, Steelers. Right. Uh, in a flashback when Smokey is telling Craig the story of how Red got knocked out for asking for his bike back. <laughs> and poor, uh, poor Red. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He's like, man, you know my dad's tripping. But <laughs> he goes, it's really like our, our bike, bike, but we can just keep it at my house. <laughs> and he turns around and just... <laughs> Uh, and then we get another iconic line when Smokey stands over and says, you got knocked the fuck out, mm-hmm. which I say that still to this day. Yep. Uh, and then I wrote, fun fact, Michael Clark Duncan got his uncredited movie debut in that scene. He was one of the dice players in the background. I was thinking, too, you think he auditioned for the role of Debo, but they're like, dude, you look so nice. You have a golden smile. Yeah. Like this guy, was it Tommy Lister Jr.? Yeah. Look, you know, He's got, you know, lazy eye. Shout out. Me too. <laughs> So it's like, this guy looks crazy. Michael Clark Duncan is like such a nice looking mm-hmm. guy. He's intimidating and he's yeah. huge, but it's like, you could you could play dice. You know, like you just, you just sit in the corner. Uh, so after that, um, Smokey and Craig go to Smokey's house and we meet Smokey's mom. And I wrote, who can't be more than like 10 years older than him. Yeah. She's like super young. Well, I mean, it's not, 
I mean, really the case, I'm sure, in the movie. But and she has she has eyes for Craig too, man. Uh-huh. Every everyone wants Craig in this movie. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so they go in Smokey's room, and he has an iguana, which I didn't take Smokey as a reptile owner. But he had a, he's, he had his pet iguana, and he's in there smoking weed. And he had a couple cool posters. He's got a Cheech and Chong up in smoke. He's got a I think it was a Cypress Hill uh, poster. There's a couple other posters I noticed that were pretty cool. Um, and then Smokey's mom comes in and <laughs> tell he gives him a dollar. She's like, "Go give me some cigarettes." Hands him a dollar. He's like, "Well, what is this? This ain't enough." She's like, "Make it enough." Yep. Um, you could talk about who's working at that gas station though. Fucking Chance the Rapper looking guy. Yeah. You see that guy looked just like Chance the, the Rapper. Dude yeah, the dude working yeah. at the gas station. It ain't even wet over here. Looks just like yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so at the store, we meet Ezel for the first time. Ezel the crackhead. He's laid up on the <laughs> sidewalk with his Windex, waiting to wash somebody's car. Uh, and then in the store, he tries to slip and fall. Yeah, he tries like, to my like, neck, my back. <laughs> that's another my iconic. neck and my back. I'd say that all the time. Yeah. And then he's like, "I want what, how much did he say? He goes, I'll settle for." He goes, "I want one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but I'll, I'll settle. settle for 20. <laughs> he's like, "That's how you get them, man. You big settlements." <laughs> he's like, "You know how much you can get for a slip and fall in a store?" And then he's like, bartering way down. He's like, "How about a dollar fifty and some envelopes?" <laughs> <laughs> he went from one hundred fifty thousand to some envelopes. <laughs> Uh, so they get the cigarettes and they come back, and then this is the first time we see that fine ass Miss Parker. Yeah, I put Miss Parker. Damn. So I many fucking Parker. hotties in this neighbor. There's well, so knows, many hotties in this neighborhood. She knows exactly what she's doing. Um, and then uh, after that, we were back on Craig's front porch, and we get it wouldn't be a mild and lazy guys movie review if we didn't get a montage. So we get a montage of of Smokey just smoking weed. You know, he's impersonating Michael Jackson. They're like play fighting. He's smoking a bunch of weed. He's got like five joints in his mouth at one point. Um, and then we get a Bernie Mac and our RIP, we yep, get a Bernie yep. Mac appearance. And, uh, uh, he asked for, is it sister Jones in? And Craig says, Nope. He says, brother Jones. He said, Nope. They both at work. And then Smokey says, that's where your, sh- your ass should be. <laughs> and, uh, so he tries to get some weed off of Smokey and then he notices Mrs. Uh, he notices Mrs. Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the man of God the- tries to get weed first. And he goes, yeah. I'm just going to go fuck this married lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he heads across the street to Mrs. Parker's house. Uh, and then we get a flashback scene. Um, we see Hector roll up, uh, Hector and Joker. I love those Hector days. And Joker. We get a flashback scene of Smokey smoking angel dust and he ends up in a chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. Gives somebody some angel dust. Yeah. Unknowingly like Unknowingly, that. Unknowingly. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Apparently um, that scene, I when I was looking at the interesting facts, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was uh, people from the neighborhood that were like sitting in the back of that flashback scene mm-hmm. and were kind of giving the the crew shit and not moving because they yep. knew that they were on their own property that they didn't have to. Yep. So I, so I like YouTube that scene because I never noticed them before. It's not they're just kind of chilling back there. Nothing. Yeah, it's just like people anything. in the background. But yeah, I, I read that too. Um. I was wondering if they had many issues uh, filming the movie. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. If you're in the middle of Crip fucking territory. Exactly, yeah. It's South Central Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we see Debo show up again, and he pulls up to Craig's house looking for money. Uh, and they decide to break into his neighbor Stanley's house. Yep. And he takes Smokey with such him. such a nerd. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, he really is. He just wants people to stay off his grass. That's all he cares about is his shitty little grass. Oh, Wearing a robe. Who wears a robe in South Central? So, yeah, he's, he ropes. Uh, 
he ropes uh, Smokey, who's on probation, and uh, Smokey never had a choice from the beginning. He's no, going Debo doesn't give you a choice. No, and Craig's a lookout. So Craig's supposed to be on lookout, uh, and while he's on lookout, the phone rings, so he has to go inside. And then Miss Parker, I guess Mister Parker, uh, comes home, and he's played by uh, Black Vern Troyer. I forget the name. <laughs> I but forgot his name. <laughs> he's on Bad Santa. Yeah, the Bad Santa. Yeah, there you go. And. Uh, and then Smokey and Debo barely make it to the house, make it out of the house before uh, Stanley comes home. Yeah, he just looks at him. Craig just looks <laughs> at Stanley and just whistles as loud as possible. Yeah, like, like that's not not obvious. hiding it at all. Yeah, not obvious at all. Uh, so they come out with two hundred, and Smokey's like, "Yeah, we got two hundred dollars." And Debo's like, "I got two hundred dollars." And then, uh, then Smokey finally gets Craig to smoke with him. Yeah, but that's I think that's where a lot of us learned about the puff puff pass method. Yeah. That's another that's where, line. That's where it would stem from. I that's think? where I learned it from. Really? That's another line that's that was used in yeah, it's like many of circles. I, I don't know. Maybe like Cheech and Chong probably said yeah. that way before. You know, they made movies like fucking up the 80s. rotation. <laughs> I just like I liked when uh, this is when I kind of started writing down some lines. But uh, this is supposed to be indo. It smells like outdo. Yeah, that yeah. Gets yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smells uh, like outdo. I wrote down the line. I love this one. He goes inside. He goes. You want some Kool Aid? And you know oh, I want some Kool Aid. <laughs> I said, "Damn, now I want some Kool Aid." The way he looks and then they got they got no sugar. He's like, "Man, you never got two things that go together. You got Kool Aid, no sugar. You got peanut butter, no jelly. You got ham, no burger." <laughs> <laughs> this movie had so many great lines. Like Ice Cube and DJ Pooh like wrote a great script. Um. So yeah, and then Felicia shows up. She asks Smokey if she can borrow his car, and then. Craig delivers probably the most memorable line from the movie that has carried on to this day when he says, bye, Felicia. Which is that, was it really that big of a thing before it became viral? Because no. Like, no, I think it, that, like, was that was something the last couple line. years ago. Yeah, because he was stoned. Yeah. He didn't want to say it. He just goes, bye, Felicia. And then for some reason, that just became like the most iconic line in the whole okay, movie. Okay, yeah, because I'm going to say, I, I've watched this movie. Obviously, no, like when I watched that thing. back in the day, I was never like, oh, that was a great fucking line. Yeah. I never got why that became so popular. But that is pro- that is the most popular line from this movie. And he didn't even say it like a, with an attitude. No, he was like, bye, Felicia. Yeah, he goes, bye, Felicia. Because she was trying to get, you know, like, let me get some money for you. Let me get like, Smokey's car. Let me get well, something. Yeah, she asked all Smokey, but then she just go, turns to Craig and he goes, bye, Felicia. Like, yeah. He didn't even get it out. Yep. Uh, then doesn't ne- stop her from coming back. No, oh no, she'll come back. <laughs> so we'll Craig see her again. Uh, next, we see Craig tripping out because he's too high. Uh, and as I wrote down, this seems like an acid trip rather than just being high because he's yeah he's he's got traces. He's somewhere else. He's, yeah, he's imagining he opens up the cupboard to look for sugar and his big worm's head in there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Debbie knocks on the door. Oh, Debbie. And, uh, yeah, Neil Long, man. Uh, and they uh, smoke you. Aged. Beautifully. Oh, yeah. She's a babe. What, what do they say? Black don't crack? <laughs> the black of the bear, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> All of the bear, the sweet of the juice. She's older than a motherfucker, too. <laughs> no, you switched that up, man. She's blacker than a motherfucker. Uh, black, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but she's not. She's like smooth caramel. Mm. Jesus. Oh, Debbie's there fine. Another, there may be another smooth caramel. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up with show title right now. All right. She is, though, man. Debbie, if you look her up right now, it's like she's beautiful. Uh, so yeah, Debbie knocks on the door and Smokey freaks out thinking it's the cops. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're sitting there talking and Smokey's asking if she's got any friends that he can hook her up with, which <laughs> leads into one of the funniest fucking lines later on in the movie. Uh, but, uh, he's on the phone with a chick that Debbie is setting him up with and she describes herself as looking like Janet Jackson. So he's all excited. He thinks he's got a, he's got a little honey coming over about seven thirty that night. 
Uh, That's when Craig slides over on the couch yeah, and starts screaming. Yeah, he starts macking. Yeah, he starts macking. Um, and then Craig's dad comes home because he's got bit in the ass by a dog. <laughs> um, his pants are ripped. His pants are ripped. <laughs> Pants are ripped. Uh, and then next we see Big Warren pull up in an ice cream truck, ice cream truck on Dayton's, and is looking for his money. And he tells Smokey that he better have his, either his money or his weed, or he's killing Smokey and Craig. So he does this trick where he starts counting out the money. He goes twenty, uh, forty. Oh, 60, I've done that before. Eighty, hundred. He just flipped it over. Hundred twenty, hundred forty. And he's like, "That's a hundred dollars." I do it all the time when I when I have a few dollars in my hand. I'm just like. It turns into twenty dollars. I get just flip it around. It's so it's such a good little trick. So uh, <laughs> then he tells one of the kids because he orders chili cheese Fritos. He's like, <laughs> man, where's my Fritos? Thing. He's like, man, we're shut down, fat boy. He's like, give me back my money. He's like, it's my money. So he pulls out. That's a bold statement from Phase on Love. Call yeah, little kid fat. fat pot kettle. Yeah, right. Uh, so Debbie shows back up at the house because she forgot her purse. Um, while her and Craig inside, Craig's girlfriend pulls up and, you know, I mentioned I'm a Honda nerd. She pulled up in a pretty sweet little, about 94 EG sedan. That was a pretty cool little car. Uh, Smokey leaves, uh, hold on, where did I leave him? Am I out of order here? No, I think you're did right. you take the Smokey, the Smokey shit outside? Cause I don't uh, know. That's where he's going. His, no, he says, I gotta going. go my stomach hurts. That's where I'm going, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Craig walks out of the house with uh, Debbie and his girlfriend on the porch, and she's like, "Oh hell no, who the fuck is this bitch?" And you know, they Debbie just walks on, and then uh, Craig takes his girlfriend in the house because he's gonna straighten her out. Uh, and that's when Smokey's like, "Man, I'm gonna go home. My stomach don't feel right." So he goes to home. He goes home because he has a shit, and he's locked out of his house. So he decides to go back to Craig's. This. <laughs> And he asks Craig's dad if he could use the bathroom. He's like, you going number one or number two? He's like, number two. He's like, nobody goes number two in this house other than me. He goes, you ain't going to drop no stinky loads in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stinky loads. While, while he just, he's eating like a, a man, what is he even eating? Like a Philly cheesesteak yeah, or something. Yeah, and, he, and, he's, and like, he's picking he's the like meat. Picking the meat. <laughs> he's picking the meat out. And he, and he does That's that exactly how he's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he does the thing with his hand. teeth and he, he rubs disgusting. it. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I don't know if this happens. <laughs> It happens sometime around there, but he asks, I may be jumping ahead, so I apologize, but when he asks Craig to get him like a glass of water, mm-hmm. and he's in there, he's laying on his stomach because he got bit in the ass by the dog. And you can see it bandaged up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bandaged up. But the funny thing is, it's another thing I saw in the interesting thing, this is the last one I had, but he's watching a, a, a movie called Man's Best Friend from 1993. Y'all know what this is? <laughs> no. I don't know either. He's watching this movie called Man's Best Friend, which is a movie about a genetically engineered dog that becomes homicidal. <laughs> that sounds like a movie we need to review. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a real movie. That's, no, that's, worth, what it, that's what it says. That's so, worth a review. I haven't seen it either, but I just think it's funny that he's in there watching watching like a dog or a movie about and a dog. I remember dog. he's like, run, man, man, run. Yeah. yeah. He laughs. going to get your ass, Mr. Postman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Smokey's trying to take a shit. He goes back to his house. He's locked out, and he decides, you know what? I'm just going to shit outside of his house, and he's caught by Ezel. The and one he, person and he tells him, And it's it's another quotable, iconic line. He tells him not to tell anybody, and Ezel walks, like, four steps. He's like, <laughs> hey, Smokey back here taking a shit. 
He tells him too. He goes, "Hey, when you're done with it, I'll come clean it up for two dollars." Two dollars, yeah. I like that part. He's like, "I'll pick that up for two dollars." He's a fucking businessman, dude. <laughs> um, He's like, "Well, I ain't, I ain't he gonna came, tell anyone else." Because <laughs> he came by to wash the car because what Smokey got him something at the yeah. gas station. So I, like, I came by to wash. Did he say that forty? Because he went back and grabbed a forty. Yeah, it had to be that then. And I don't. I never saw Smokey pay for it. I was like, he just walked out of that. Oh, store he for sure 40. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after that, Craig, uh, Craig almost has the money from his girlfriend before Felicia shows back up. Oh yeah. He was about to get all that money. She she wants to borrow a a fucking VCR. VCR. That's right. She asked for a VCR. She said she wanted to record like a record. I think she said a Lions game is or something. I might have misheard her. Going to the pawn shop. Oh, for sure. I just think it's funny that her (laughs) what her excuse is. So you don't need to record nothing. Remember, we're in ninety five, so VCRs were still a thing. Yeah, that's probably three hundred dollars right there. Kids, if you don't know what a VCR is, Google it. Um, Let me see. So yeah, girlfriend gets mad and on uh, who's this bitch? Yeah, he almost gets the money. Felicia shows up and ruins it. She peels off. Craig is then worried about the threat that Big Worm made to Smokey. So he's freaking out. And he's he's telling Smokey, you know, you you walk around here, you know, not worrying. But he knows where my, my mama stays. He knows where your mama stays. He's not playing around. Smokey finally realizes that he needs to go. He needs to own up and face consequences and tell Big Worm that Craig had nothing to do with it. Um, but I think you kind of see Craig not wanting him to, you know, go out like that. So then you see Craig go into his room and get his gun, and his dad catches, walks in and catches him, and then his dad gives him a little talk, you know, saying, all you need to be a man, you know, or the, his fist. I really like the, the, that interaction between mm-hmm. him and his dad, too. It was like a one serious moment yeah. with John Witherspoon. Well, because you kind of see, like, you don't necessarily feel a whole lot of love between him and his dad, but it's also one of those things, he's 22, you don't have, you know, your dad's probably, you know, all dads are on you when you don't have a job to go get a job. So, but in this scene, he wants what's best for him. Yeah, though. yeah. He's like, you know, you kids are so quick to pick up a gun. Back in my day, you know, all you had to defend yourself were, you know, your your fists. You yeah. lived to fight another yeah, day. Yeah, you got to take your ass whooping. And, yeah, but you lived to fight another day. Which is good advice yeah. because if you use a gun and do something stupid, you go to jail for well, it. He your says life. he's got a cousin or an uncle. An uncle. Or yeah, he's like your yeah, uncle picked up a gun too. Twenty two years old. Yep. Yeah. Um, which I was thinking, is that the fucking <laughs> uncle from Friday oh. After Next? Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have to watch that and see what. We'll have to watch any that. backstory. Um, <clears throat> we'll be back next week with that review. So yeah, it says his dad gives him a talk, tells him to be a man and use his fist instead of using a gun. And I wrote, which is probably bad advice in this situation because he's dealing with big worm. With, he's not going to use his fist. Yeah. So I'd want my gun too. Um, and then Debo shows back up, and Red's there, and poor old Red, he can't. You can't catch a break. He's like, what you got on my 40? And and Craig's like, I thought you had $200. He's like, yeah, but I want Red's money. And so he snatches his chain, and there's two more lines that are memorable. <laughs> so he snatches his chain, rides off, and Red's like, my grandmama gave me that chain. <laughs> and then when he runs off, he's kind of swinging his yeah, arms. his arms, yeah. And then Smokey says, he going to cry in the car. <laughs> I, and I, I love that, that line. line to this he's going to cry I in the use, car. I use that line to this day. He's going to cry in the car. Before all that, I just like how they they all start taking their chains off. Because uh-huh. then coming. They already know. But Red, Red's just like, um, I'm just going to tuck mine in. Yeah. Like, the way he says yeah. it, he kind of. 
He yeah. stands really yeah. like like stiff. Yeah. So yeah. his chain can't be seen. But Debo <laughs> finds it still. And he rips it right off. Man, my grandma gave me that chain. He said, Why don't y'all help me? I'll help y'all. And he's like, and Craig's like, You didn't help me when you tried to choke me out and smoke the backyard. He's like, Man, that was, that was different. different. <laughs> <laughs> that was different. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Next, we see that uh, the girl that Debbie hooks up. <laughs> Oh my God! The de- the girl that Debbie hooks up Smokey with pulls up to the house, and she is not as advertised. Um, she's fucking bald headed. That's big. my favorite part. She farts as she gets out of the car. Does she? Yeah. There's a little tooth that comes out when she opens the door and swings out. I just about she rip- she just takes her hat off with all mm-hmm. the hair. Just like he's like this- he's like, why don't you go down and get something to eat? I know you're hungry. She's like, See, the thing about that is, I is I ate twice before I got here. She takes her hat off. Uh, he's like shit. don't call me i'll call you he goes don't ever 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 come here again. i'll come see you his facial expressions in that scene are just Dude, so funny so he's just like he's so mad but he's like not well, yeah he thought jada jackson was coming by for something so. but he's not being like i mean he's being rude to her but he's not like, being mean but he's not being mean yeah. to her he's just like He's trying Letting to get himself down out of the situation. Yeah, it's so funny. So Craig next tries to get the $200 from his mom and his sister, and they don't give it to him. And then the next scene, which is one of the funniest lines in the whole fucking movie, Smokey then goes to Debbie's house to talk to her about the girl she set him up with. And she's like, man, that bitch said she looked like Janet Jackson. She came out looking like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> and it was so fucking funny, dude. And and Debbie's like, oh, she did not go there. And he's like, she came out looking like Freddie Jackson. Um, and then he realizes that Debo's there at Debbie's house sleeping with Felicia. And he tries robbing him. And try to get that two hundred dollars for Big yeah. Worm. Great idea, by yeah. Me. And he's there's a scene where he's got the straw and it's like <laughs> he's shaking and the straw's bending because he's trying to hold up his underwear. And then some crusty underwear too. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. And then uh, fucking Ezel shows up, fucking blows. His <laughs> Opportunist man. He just blows. You know, I saw an open window. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his excuse to come in there. Classic Ezel. And then we get a f- weird ass scene where he Debo takes. You know, he wakes up and nobody's there and they barely get out and he wakes up and he takes a drink. And he sticks his, his, he smells the straw with both, he sticks it in both nostrils. Does not like his own stench. Yeah. But he still takes a drink. But uh, He didn't like the smell of his own uh, He didn't like the smell <laughs> of his own ass. That, I ain't that thirsty. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, so they finally, so they finally catch little Chris and if, uh, well, I didn't cover it, but little Chris. He's a little punk-ass kid with his little gang of buddies, and they ride up and down the street on their bicycles, and they're knocking over trash cans when people set it out for it to be picked up. And uh, they finally catch little Chris, and they beat his ass for knocking over their trash cans. And he takes the belt off. He takes the belt yeah. off quick. Quick, and he beats his ass. Uh, after that, Craig and Smokey realize that there's a car creeping down the street, and they hide from a drive-by. Mm-hmm. So uh, that kind of ends up being a false alarm. False alarm. And so they're kind of spooked, and uh, they go inside the house, and you kind of see the clock, kick, mm-hmm. you know, counting down or counting up to, to 10 o'clock. And they hide inside, and 10 o'clock rolls around, and Craig goes to walk Smokey home, and that's when they get rolled up on by Big Worm, and they get shot at. And uh, <clears throat> and then after the shooting, uh, we're getting to, we're getting to the end here. After automatic sh- weapons, automatic like weapons. Yeah, this they had is some Tech Nine. They had a, a mini van with the side open, yeah. and they were not mm-hmm. playing around about this yeah. two hundred dollars. Yeah, fun two, fact: two hundred dollars. <laughs> Those weren't paid actors. Those were just crips that showed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that plan that scene wasn't planned at all. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, just, they just went with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
So after the shooting, everybody's kind of gathered outside, like wondering what all those noises were. And, uh, you know, you got, you got Craig's dad, Craig's mom, sister. Um, they all seem very concerned about him. You know, yeah. that's what I, they didn't seem to give two shits about him the entire movie. No, you know? no. They're like, Hey, where's Craig? And, Which I, I and, um, and then Debbie comes rolling across the street with Felicia in hand. And we find out that Debo beat the shit out of Felicia because he thought she was going through his pants and stealing money. And she says, you know, all these other people around here may be scared of you, but I'm not scared of you. If I was a man, I'd fucking hit you. Yeah. And he knocks the fucking shit out of her. And that's when Craig rolls up and he's like, hey, man, that's a fucking female. And uh, so then there's like this standoff. and Debo pulls out a huge shank. Debo pulls <laughs> out like a fucking bread that's knife. A, which he doesn't, he doesn't shank, need. <laughs> he pulls out like a bread knife or he's going to cut some fucking ciabatta or something. <laughs> So, and uh, then Craig pulls out his gun. You could tell by the way he holds it, he's serious, too. Yeah, it's sideways. It's si- yeah, it's, that's sideways. when you know it's serious. Sideways. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts thinking about what his dad said. Yep. He's like, hey, you know, live to fight another day. And his dad's this right makes there. His mom's right there. And they're saying, hey, give us the gun, give us the gun. And then Debo says, yeah, give him the gun and get knocked out like your daddy used to. And Craig took a... First punch, lands it, lands a couple body blows, and then Devo, of course, takes over, starts whooping on him pretty good, throwing him around, ends up choking him out. So th- this, is, this is my problem with, th- with this scene is, you know, which every mom would be concerned, you know, she's sitting there, she's holding the gun, and once he's starting to get choked out, she wants to shoot Debo in the back, you know, and she's yelling, and they, won't, they obviously won't let her, and she's just like, he's not fighting fair, he's not fighting fair. Debo was fighting pretty fair. It was, yeah, it was Craig who started grabbing. His, yeah, he took yeah. his knife and gave it to Ezel. Craig is the one that started grabbing bricks. So I, yeah, people so with I say, yeah, two by fours. So, like, <laughs> I call those equalizers when you got to. No, I'm okay with it. Like Don't get me wrong. Fuck Debo. But I'm just saying, like, mom wasn't. Uh, he wasn't fighting dirty, no, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I wrote, Debo starts beating the absolute shit out of Craig until Craig commits attempted murder with a brick. <laughs> so he said, catch. So Debo chokes him out on the hood of a car, drags him down to the ground. And then he starts like turning around. He's like, who else wants some? You charging want up some? the little yeah, person. Up, yeah. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you can hear Craig's dad saying, I've been down before. I've been down before. Let him get up. Let him get up. And then Craig grabs a, like a paver, like a, like a, uh, like a brick paver and he's like hey and he turns around he throws it smacks him right between the eyes picks up a trash can hits him with the trash can and turns uh, into like an ECW match yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, Craig finally knocks him out and uh, then we get another one another line from Chris Tucker saying he got knocked the fuck out mm-hmm. and then Ezel places the knife on his chest he goes I steal I don't kill <laughs> and t- I love and, and then he turns around shoes. he takes his shoes that was the best like yeah. the ultimate crackhead move to take a guy's shoes like Actually, which are probably like five size oh yeah it's like big. a size 16 or something yeah. after yeah. talking it through he might be one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's so he's hilarious yeah everything he does it's just such an and he's got standards you yeah. know he steals he don't he's kill got morals He'll, he'll clean that shit up so for yeah, two dollars. Two dollars, man. What a deal. So after that, Craig <laughs> defeats Debo. He gets the girl. And then we get that last scene with Smokey. Smokey calling big big, big worm. worm. He's like, Yeah, I got your money. And don't be you know, don't bring your boys around to roll up on me either. He's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to rehab. He sets the phone down, it's like black, and then you see a lighter spark up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's he say? He's like, 
It's like I'm just I'm just, just bullshitting, man. And you know this, man. Yeah, man. and you know this. Yeah, because the first time I saw, it, I was like, he ain't going to rehab for weed. I was like, classic Smokey right there. <laughs> He's just fucking with us. He's still. And that was Friday. Probably one of my, uh, probably one of my favorite movies ever. It's really good. Really, really good. I think y'all y'all said before this, but it's might be one of the best movies because y'all normally yeah review some rough movies, you know. Comedic in purposes. my opinion, it's better to review bad movies that we shit on. Yeah, but to review a good movie that has like so many good lines, yeah, you can you can still do that. Yeah, and we're gonna let Alex pick our next uh, two that you guys can. Hopefully, vote it's on. a terrible one. Oh, I got to pick two of them. Yeah, so we you can pick, vote. You draw two so we can vote. Okay, here, let me grab another one. Oh, there you go. That one hopped out at me. Which is Kingpin. Okay, that's a good movie. Okay, a lot of a lot Harry of quotable Harrison. lines. Yeah, tried to get Woody on. This Wrongfully is... accused. Ooh, that's a that's a Leslie Nielsen movie. Okay, that's it. All it's right. pretty good. I know what I'm voting for. Okay, I don't know what I'm voting for because I've never seen either one. Really? Nope. I've seen Kingpin. I don't know if I've seen Wrongfully Accused, but it's like a it's like a spoof of the movie like uh the fugitive mm, okay oh okay so it's okay. not it's not a serious it's well i guess kingpin isn't no, i wrote both, either they're yeah. both like slapstick goofy he movies. wrote down funny ones or and i wrote down serious ones that like i haven't seen yeah i was like bro we're not gonna watch y'all like those or do you want me to pick some of those movies? no those are fine okay no, those are though the movie ones we don't really go back like what we pick is what yeah. we pick all right well so, y'all should for sure review friday after next Maybe for your next time. Or is it next next Friday? Whatever. Next, whatever. Friday. next Friday. Next Friday and then yeah. Friday after next, yeah. Next Friday. I don't know about Friday after next, but next Friday for sure. Is I think it. the next time you come on, we got to do Dumb and Dumber. That's the one you said yeah. you wanted to do. I'm down so for we'll Dumb do, and Dumber. We'll do that. Um, so that was the movie review. Uh, I will put up the two uh, new movie choices on Instagram. We can get uh, votes on it. Thank you, everybody who voted. Uh, it was it was double uh, digit votes, man. Yeah, it was a landslide, though. Landslide. I bu- my buddy David uh, voted for Ghost. I appreciate that. He's the lone wolf in that scenario. I need to watch that movie. It's a really good movie. That's what he said. He was like, "Dude, that movie just got like lost in mainstream." But I, was, I feel like that's probably where the the reason why is. Just, I bet a lot of the people that voted probably hadn't seen it. Have you seen it, man? Mm-mm. See, it's yeah. really good. It, it, it's not a movie we should have watched or reviewed though, because I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's like multiple stories that intertwine and yeah. like a late night, like, you know, with like 20 something, like early 20 year olds that like, oh, yeah, try to go to a big party. To, yeah. It's not, it's not a movie that we would review. I would recommend watching it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not like wrongfully accused or Kingpin where we well, have all these quotable Is lines. that the most votes y'all have gotten on a, on a movie? Bro, we got like 12 votes. Yeah. We're pretty big time. Yeah. Hopefully so. we did Friday justice and it. Honestly, I we didn't mention this, but we're doing this podcast on a Friday. It feels, on a Friday. feels right. So, yep. Hey, look you there. <laughs> you just put that together. <laughs> just put it together. I really did. Thanks for that. All right. So, with the movie review done, let's move on to sports, and then we'll finish up with what are we watching and what are we listening to. Uh, really, the only sports I want to talk about is uh, is Cowboys, but we do have Alex on. He's our resident basketball expert. Um, so we'll get some Mavs thoughts from him. I know they're losing in New yeah, Orleans right now. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think we lost. There was only yeah. like four minutes left whenever I checked. Let me tune in real quick. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You just want me to knock out and just say yeah, Let's, that, let's like, knock out some basketball and let me Yeah, take there's not much to say besides, yeah, what are we, we, we lost. Over 500 now? I don't know, dude. We're just 11 and 9 or something? We started off like 10 and 4. 
Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just not the roster. You know what I mean? We we have to we have to do something else. I mean, we so we lost tonight, uh, ninety one to one hundred seven, but to New Orleans Pelicans that don't they don't have Zion. They did get Brandon Ingram back, but Luca twenty one ten and seven. Let me see here. Did uh, it looks like I don't think KP played. So oh, that hurts. Yeah, and he's been he's. He's been doing really good lately, so got, I'm just glad he didn't miss the game because I don't know if you saw he got hurt the other day when Ricky uh, Rubio was like barreled into the into the lane. He like twisted his ankle up. I was like, oh, he's for sure going to be out for a week, two weeks. He was he was back the very next game. So I mean, as long as Jalen Brunson got his uh got his buckets and assists, I'm good. Uh, yeah, Brunson sixteen three and three. I'll take it. Is what he did. It was a solid pickup for me a couple weeks ago. Ryan, in case you hear this, eat shit. <laughs> y'all, y'all are matched up this week in our fantasy basketball league. Yeah, now we got fantasy and basketball and football going. So, yeah. double shout out. It's really hard for me to to lock in on fantasy basketball until the football season is over, though. Not me. I don't have much going on in my life, so just focusing on that. But yeah, anyways, it's tough for me to come back in. Yeah, because okay. I mean the Mavericks are just they've they've been disappointing. Luke is always fun to watch, but we we have like like we gave. I guess our biggest pickup, I don't know if Andrew would agree or not, but is Reggie Bullock. He like he goes by Bullock, but until he starts playing better, I won't pronounce it right. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, we brought him in to shoot threes. and I mean, you're playing with Luka, who gets you the the most wide-open three-point attempts. Yeah, and if they hit half those shots, Luka averages 15 assists. He was one of four tonight, so he made he made one of them. It's like, dude, you just ha- you're getting open shots. Just drain, drain something. So, Well, that's your big off-season acquisition. Yeah, you're not. Your yeah. expectations aren't going to be that high. I, but, f- I feel like we're slowly losing Luca. Like if we can't put a team around him, like oh yeah, I, it. Where he's not going to be a Dirk, where he's going to be here for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, he's competitive, you know. He wants to win. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a he's also a very loyal person though, but it's loyal to Slovenia and to like Real Madrid, like so those. People, I don't know if he has that same loyalty when it comes to the NBA yet to be seen. You know, I'm mm-hmm. hoping I'm hoping he does, but I'm with you. You know, it, it could it could take a little while, but we did just change a lot of stuff up in the front office and with the coach and stuff. I yeah. do like what Kid's been doing. I didn't think I would, but Jason Kid has has been a pretty decent head coach as of late. I like some of the moves he does late game and things like that, but. It's there's not much you can do when you know you you're getting the performance of some of these players. He switched up, uh, it, with the Bullock not with Bullock struggling. He who was playing off the bench and Tim Hardaway was starting. He switched those and brought Tim Hardaway off the bench and starting Bullock to try to to fix that issue. Which it looks like Tim Hardaway had 12 points tonight, four rebounds, three assists. So I mean, Tim Hardaway is always going to get buckets, but. It's yeah. just Bullock is really hurting us. And right he could now. be that guy that comes off off the bench and kind of like it's his team while he's on the while mm-hmm. he's on the court while Luca or KP just him and, Brun- him and Brunson like going at it. That'd be a great second get, unit yeah. duo. Which yeah, I, you know, back on Luca though, my biggest fear is like he goes to the fucking Lakers in like four or five years. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. I don't. I mean, like he. I know he could go anywhere when yeah. he's a free agent, but it's like just don't go to the fucking Lakers. I mean, just hopefully he. Well, anytime the Mavericks. Post something about Dirk. He'll on Instagram or whatever. He'll repost it and then put like the goat emoji. He like really sincerely seems to like Dirk, and you know he was 
Who doesn't like Dirk though? Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. But same, and then you know Giannis had the big decision in the off season or last last season, I guess, ended up winning the title, but stayed with his with Milwaukee. But, but his team, they built a good team around him too. Yeah. They made you know not deep playoff runs, but they were consistently a playoff fifty win team. Yeah. So I mean, but just hopefully. Like what you were saying with earlier with like Damian Lillard being loyal and stuff. I don't know. Just ho- hopefully some of that stuff kind of. But again, like you we said, start going into those. Yeah. He wants to win. He's still young, though. Hopefully he has the mentality, though, that's like, I got to do it with this team, you know? Yeah. What is he, 23, 23 right now? It's I like. I don't even know if he's turned 23 yet. So he still might be 22. I think he's in February. Yeah, is that so his I birthday? Think, I think he's 22. He's, so he's about got, to be he'll 23. Turn 23. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, still young. Work with us here. He doesn't show. He, he, I don't think he's shown any signs of that of like wanting to to why, go why anywhere. Why don't we just call him, ask him ourselves right now? And he just signed a five year contract, you know. So yeah, but NBA can tell you superstars can. Force oh, without their way a doubt, out. yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it yet. I just think that it's growing pains, man. You can't win right off the bat. Jordan yeah. didn't do it. None of the greats did it right off the bat. Besides Duncan. You know, but Duncan came into a great situation. Exactly, he came into a great situation he came in off the back of David Robinson. Absolutely, with one of the maybe the greatest basketball coach of all time. Yeah. So I mean, it's just people are everyone just wants a, a quick ring in the NBA nowadays. You know, and it just doesn't. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't try to like ring chase. It's like stick to the process. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Tom that's it. So that was a little Mavs talk. Um, Let's get into uh, this Cowboy game. Uh, like Alex mentioned, we're on a, recording on a Friday. Um, Dallas played on Thanksgiving as they do every year. Um, lost 36-33 to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we get another Thursday game. Um, <clears throat> we get the win in New Orleans, 27-17. Go ahead. Did, did you see the – I heard it today on the radio. That was our fourth game in 19 days. Mm-hmm. That's fucking that. tight. Third, third, and tw- you know, third and twelve. Three and twelve, and then four, four and four, four and nineteen. Yeah, went two and two, which, I mean, not ideal, but to play that close. What was the other team that we beat? We beat that was Atlanta. Was in that streak? Yeah, yeah. we lost to KC in in Vegas. So uh, yeah, twenty seven seventeen was the final. Should have been twenty seven ten, but they get a late. Uh, they got a late touchdown there. Yeah, garbage um, time. But it, we were also, this is another thing I said, we were 2-8 and eight in New Orleans since 1988. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, that was, was our first the, first win in New Orleans since 2013. A lot of that, that was during right. the, the Drew Brees years uh, where him and him and Sean Payton were just so dominant for so many years. But uh, let me get through some of these stats and numbers, and then you know I've got some things I want to bounce off y'all. Uh we had 17 first downs. We rushed the ball uh, 24 times for 146 yards. A lot of that on the back of uh, that Tony Pollard 58, 59-yard run. And they counted that uh, it was like a quick receiver screen to Lamb, the mm-hmm. one that he took to the one. They they counted that as a run. As it was, was it a backwards pass? So it was a I lateral? Guess so. I guess Because I heard them talking about, again, they talked about that on the radio. They were like, take those two plays away. And we had like 40 yards. And we averaged like two yards a carry. So it, look, it looks good, but we both know that was a struggling yeah. run game. Yeah. Uh, offensive line allowed one sack for seven yards. Um, defense had four interceptions. <laughs> you know, a lot of that is to Tim Tebow. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Um, 
But yeah, uh, so uh, lost some possession battle by a couple minutes, but I'm not worried about that. We were two for thirteen on third downs, which is concerning. We're zero for one on fourth down. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, twenty six for forty, two thirty eight, a TD, a pick. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I heard him uh, talking about how it was like an ugly win, but at the end of the day, it's still. A win. I don't. There's no ugly. Win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were like, no they were like, points. you know, there's. It, it was an ugly win, and then that's what everyone was saying. Is like. But we still won, and we covered the spread. You know, we won by 10. Yeah, uh, Tony Pollard had seven rushes for 71 yards and a touchdown. Zeke had 13 for 45. C.D. Lamb had one rush for 33 yards, uh, combined with 13 targets, seven receptions, 89 yards. Uh, Dalton Schultz had five catches for f- uh, 43. Mario Cooper had two for 41. Michael Gobb had five for 36 and an incredible touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. Two incredible uh, he's catches. He's so good at that. Yeah, yeah, I was asking Matt. I was like, do you think he's the best in the league at the toe drag? Mm, I don't know. Get defeated like that? He may be one of the top five in the league at contested catches. Yeah, that back shoulder fade for the touchdown. He gets up. That was that was classic <clears throat> Des Bryant right there. Um. So let me go through the defense real quick. I don't know if we – sorry, just real go quick. Ahead, no, I don't no. know if – he he just hasn't reached his full potential yet. I know Gallup. that, like, at the beginning of this season, I, a lot of talk about, you know, we have uh, – we just have all these good receivers that it doesn't really feel like Gallup's going to stay with us, right? We but can't afford I it. I just don't think we're going to afford him. Yeah, he's going to be so good somewhere else. 15. If he oh, gets if you match up with the right quarterback, dude, he's gonna do. He's just gonna do so. I could good. probably pick at least five teams right now where he'd be the number one. Yeah, and most teams he's the number two. He's honestly he's our third best receiver. I've got a I've got a question for you guys at the end uh, regarding our wide receiver situation. Uh, but the uh, defense, uh, you get interceptions from Jaron Curse, which was a big one because it took uh, it took points off the board at least three. Uh, Is that the one where they were driving and mm-hmm. he it was like parallel to the ground? That was an amazing catch yeah. too. Uh, Trayvon Diggs gets his uh, ninth of the year. Uh, Demonte KZ gets one, and Carlos Watkins big gets Carlos a fat man. Watson Watkins gets a fat man TD, which I'm all for. Um, Micah Parsons had, let's see, he had five tackles, two solo, three assists, one for loss. He had two quarterback hits. Did y'all see the stat they put up that he leads the rookies in sacks, tackles for loss, and QB hits? And he's also top – those are also top ten in all defensive players in the league Mm -hmm. as a rookie. Yeah. I think – Defensive rookie of the year, without a doubt. That that interception on the sidelines was – Caused by him, right? Defending the receiver, or may, maybe not. But I just remember him guarding someone down the field too. It's just he's everywhere. Oh yeah, he's, he's every he's, sideline to sideline. He's he's got that quick twitch off the edge. I mean, he's everything you would want yeah. in a defensive player taken in the first, taken in any round. But yeah, he's a first round for sure talent. And you know, not to toot our horns, but me and Matt kind of talked about that guy like a year before the draft. That was yeah. who we targeted. Good call all along. on that. That's who we said. We're like, there's a linebacker out of Penn State. We should look at. So uh, I've got some things. Um, I kind <clears throat> I just kind of want to bounce off y'all in no particular order. I think it's time to sit Zeke uh, for th- that dude. Just looks like a dude who needs a couple weeks. That That's he, the knee's not right. Um, speed's not there. Speed's not there. He's a biscuit away from a fullback. <sighs> okay. No, that's what I was gonna. That's actually like the main point I wanted to come to the podcast <laughs> with was that. It just doesn't make any sense, man. He he is what – I mean, I don't think Dak's playing particularly particularly well right now, but uh, Zeke is 
hurting this offense. You could tell there was one run where he picked up an easy first down, but then he kind of like coasted into the sideline. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, something's up. It's that knee. He's got a bruised knee, and it's he wants to play through it, but at what but if we're going to make, make a playoff push, though, it's the same thing with like resting D- Tank Lawrence for an extra week or two that we did. Do you think the problem – do you think that he's scared of losing his starting job? No. Because in the NFL, you – why, why not just take no, – why not just fucking rest and, and heal your knee up? We yeah. have the back that can that can fill in – for the meantime, for a day or for a game or two, yeah. I don't, I don't get understand. healthy for a playoff run, man. I don't, I totally agree. I think that's what should happen, but I think that has to come from from up top. Because if you ask a player, yeah, hundred percent, he's going to go every time. Yeah, they're going to want to. He's going to want to. He's going to want to play. Yeah, you cannot. You have to take his helmet. You have to. You have to make the decision as an organization. And there was talk all week of that about limiting him, if not. You know, not playing, and that's what I—that's what I don't understand. Why Pollard didn't get more of the synapse? Mm-hmm. Now we'll have the argument of who's better, who you know, who benefits more. But from a pure uh, injury injury standpoint and preservation standpoint, Pollard should have got more more touches than what he did. Well, we said the same thing. What game was that? It was either oh, uh, I keep saying Oakland, the Vegas game. I think Pollard was. By far the better player that day, but they kept feeding, they kept Zeke in the game, and we were like, "Get the ball!" That was yeah, because it was because that was the one when he returned the kick. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, he is feeling it today, man. Like you have to go with the better player for today, even if you know Zeke. Zeke could be the better running back overall, but if that's the hot hand, you ride that hot hand. And, and Zeke does so many things f- that are so important for this offense. Pass pass protection being. Probably top of the list. I agree. I do not want Tony Pollard in there eating up blitzes because oh. it's just. He, he can't do it. He and can't I think do it at maybe the level. That's why they haven't took his helmet, like you said, because they need him in there for that pass protection. But man, it, and I know you can't. I know you have to. You know, you bring in an extra tight end. Yeah, like you put in fucking Blake Bell to pick up that blitzer. That's stupid. No, let the guy rest and make a playoff run, like you said. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, sorry, I'm just jotting down some stuff I want to talk to y'all about. Well, I got um, something I want to talk about. Do you see ahead. that bullshit Rocket Mortgage donated like? Ten thousand dollars for every touchdown scored for like the month. So they they said they got uh, two hundred and ten thousand dollars to donate to veteran homelessness. Mm-mm. It was like a big thing they said about they made a big push about you know Rocket Mortgage was going to do all this to help veteran homelessness. So they raised two hundred and ten thousand dollars, which is barely going to buy one house. Rocket <laughs> Mortgage is a billion dollar company. I just thought that was a fucking joke. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't maybe y'all didn't see that. They yeah, because they made a it was like Joe Buck was like hyping it up about. For every touchdown scored for this month, they were going to give ten thousand dollars towards ending Especially veteran in, homelessness. In today's market, two hundred. They, they've oh, they've raised two hundred and ten thousand dollars. Well, I don't think. I don't think. I think when they do stuff like that, it's not. I think the houses they build it probably costs somewhere between twenty and forty thousand dollars. Okay, to but build you're a billion house. dollar company. I, no, I agree with you, hundred ten percent. That's like me saying I'm going to give seven dollars to end world hunger. I mean, yeah, it's, it helps a little bit, but if I could give more, if I had billions of dollars, I think I would actually. And then the fact that they promoted it on TV is like that's a joke. I, don't know, I just thought that was ridiculous. Uh, the fifty eight yard run by Pollard, y'all see that was the longest since uh, Alfred Morris mm-hmm, at in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And this offense just isn't isn't designed to to bust big runs like that. That was a Amazing play that he made too, because that was a pitch a in the backfield. It yeah, been a loss. that he made like two quick cuts, and then a safety had an angle on him. 
he just underestimated how fast Pollard was. I don't know what he was doing. He that was safety? like slow jogging it. Like, he thought he had the angle, so he thought he would just like cut him off. But it's like Pollard just fastest guy on the fucking field. No, yeah, and and that brings me to my next <laughs> my next point. Um, because that play wasn't particularly blocked well. I don't. It was know, an ugly play. I don't know how y'all watch football, but. I watch it a little differently. Uh, I have a little bit different background. I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means, any stretch of the imagination, but I just watch it a little differently. That play was not blocked well at all. And what brings me to that is this O-line shuffle we're doing. Mm -hmm. This whole thing with Connor McGovern or Connor Williams. I think at this point in the season, stop shuffling everybody around. Let's pick a line. And I know we've had injuries. I know, I know. I know we've had injuries, and so you've got to do some shuffling there. But the whole Lyle Collins, Terrence Steele thing, Terrence Steele was having he was out a hell COVID. of a year. He was having a hell of a year. Lyle Collins comes back, and then you're switching McGovern for uh, – for you're switching Williams for, for McGovern. I actually think this team runs the ball a little bit better with Connor Williams in there. Now, I know he, he – Why was McGovern in the game again? Just coach's choice. Just to switch it up? Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. You got to have a consistency. We have with to the start line. now that we have everybody back. We have to start building some cohesion. Yeah. I don't know if that's coming. Yeah, from, I saw that too. All of a sudden, I was like, "Why the fuck is Connor McGovern I don't know, in this game?" I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if that's Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach. I don't know if that's McCarthy. I don't know if it's Jerry. I don't know. But let's let's pick one and 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 stick with it. And that that brings me uh, to Dak. Dak. Uh, has probably had the worst five-game stretch of his career. I think that's easy to say. I would agree with that. Uh, I don't think he's completely comfortable with his line. I don't think he's comfortable with the, the, the protection. Um, and you can see it in his feet. Um, yeah. If you all have a chance this week, go back, and I don't know if you've got it recorded, if you catch it on the NFL Network, just watch his feet. His feet, his feet work, his footwork just looks a little sloppy. It looks a little messy. He's not getting set. Um, I don't know if he's. Are we waiting to like to to unleash the the run option with him because oh, like he, there's there's so many opportunities where he could just take off and get a first down. Did you see his ankle last year? He ain't running. I, mean, uh, I think he's has man. You can slide yeah, safely. Like that's I don't, what know. He, I don't know. I think what you that had was that such injury, a freak. That was such a freak maybe accident. next maybe next year. But his first game back, he was running a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he. He was te- testing If he's within the first five yards, if we're at the goal line, yeah, yeah I can I, see a scramble. I, I truly think that there needs to be two to five designed runs because. You, like an RPO or a read option or something? Or are you talking about just, just like a straight draw up the middle? No, just not RPO. I think you need designed runs for Dak because that keeps. That keeps defenders honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, let's, now let's, once you take the threat of running away, they know they can drop in coverage. They don't have to. They're they don't have to play honest. It would help. It would just help them. It would honestly. I think y'all would agree. This wasn't the week to do that. Say, or New Orleans has a great run they have defense. A, they have a top five defense. Yeah, overall. they have a great run defense. So maybe who is it next week? Uh, I, Washington. Washington. Maybe I think we, what maybe Matt we do said that next about week. The last five games, though, he hasn't. He hasn't. Taking off any of these. Well, games if he's I not feel like. feeling comfortable, or no. why is he going to run the ball though? He's going to give it to a safety blanket. He's going to dump Ro- it off. Roll or he's out gonna... and see some see some green grass, man. Get get a slide in there. I yeah. agree. There are some plays where it looks like he does have green in front of him and he can run it. He just doesn't. And I don't. And you know, I, I've come back from injuries before, and I know what it's like not trusting a body part. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, like, it's easy for me to say. See I know. what happened to him yeah. last year when he wrecked that wrecked our season. I mean, so was, he's like, I'd rather him throw it away than risk. Another injury. What he had a shoulder 
preseason. He had a heel. That's what I'm thinking. Earlier maybe, in the maybe year, we're saving it back from the ankle. It's like maybe he's not trusting his body right now, but you know what? Throw that ball in the in the bleachers and live to find another day. I'm okay um, with that. And that that takes me now. If we're in the Super Bowl and you got green grass, you know oh, you better running. fucking go for oh, it. Yeah, running. if it's a playoff big game like that, yeah, I think then it's a different mentality. Uh, Kellen Moore, have we have y'all cold cold oh, off yeah. on Kellen Moore? Yeah. yeah, I think we were like head coach Kellen Moore, and now Did it's we, we crowned him. We crowned him too soon. Yeah, because. I felt like we did his freedom. There, there was some questionable calls and game planning in this game. You're in the fourth quarter. You have, uh, I think, at that point, you had a 17 point lead. Is this the in your first first down run or, or first down play? Got five yards. Then we back to back incomplete pass, pass. passes. Yeah, I mean, they were they were dogging on Joe Buck control. Troy was like, it seems like they're trying to keep him in the game. I just don't know why you don't. That's a great you point. Don't, you don't waste. You don't chew clock. Yep. Especially uh, when you get five yards on the first. That gives you two plays to get five more yards to extend the drive. It seems like sometimes he does have a tendency to forget about the run. But even, even he's not doing some of the stuff he was doing earlier in the year. Uh, he's not doing a whole lot of, whole lot of the, the, the pre-snap motions. Because what that does is that your pre-snap motions, that gives you an eye into the defense. It gets it gets somebody in. I don't the know why they don't do that damn near every play. He was in the beginning of the season. Yeah, um, I don't know if he knows Dak is dealing with something. And I know the last two weeks we were without Lamb and and uh, and and uh, Cooper. Shoot, Cooper, yeah, Gallup's um, been out forever too. Yeah. But before we completely shit on the guy, he's still in his second year. He hasn't completed a second full year as OC. So yeah. I'm not I'm not like saying fire the no, guy. No, no, no. But I see what you mean. Where we cooled off. Where we're like, okay, maybe he's not our next head coach next year. Because <clears throat> the offense hadn't been great. No, last. I think we would all agree that we haven't reached our full potential on offense. Now defense, I was getting a full boater. Okay, well, let's 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 talk about that because I think I may have a, a a hot take here. Is our defense good or is it opportunistic? Because if the turnovers aren't there. If we aren't creating plays, we see what Vegas t- does to us. We saw um, we, there's some other games where we get we kind of get gashed. Is this defense good uh, or, it, is, yeah, or well, is it opportunistic? We're headed into week 13. <laughs> we, what are we, first in interceptions and probably top five in uh, turnovers? I mean, we've had – I think we had our fourth defensive touchdown. But where's the rest of the defense? We're talking about we had three guys get interceptions. We had – a defensive lineman with a pick six. We have a rookie who just set a franchise record in sacks. We got a second-year cornerback leading the league in interceptions, and he's already got two touchdowns. We got Randy Gregory coming back. Tank just came back. I think we got four or five guys that we can build around. I'm not saying I'm not saying we can't build around them. Sorry, excuse me. No, I get what you. I get what Matt means though, because. And we we just I mean we're not the we, two, we're not we, the two thousand Ravens we but just we just let up on some plays it's like man what what could bro we, what I was just say y'all got to remember y'all are thinking like when people dog like Dak or Robo do you remember how bad these defenses were oh, yeah without a doubt. the past and now we're like are we really that good I don't care man we're actually causing turnovers we're getting touchdowns we're getting pressures but I'm when just that, ready but, to ride that ride but, the wave but when that's not there. We bid, but don't break. We're the sixteenth. We're the sixteenth ranked defense. We are a middle of the road defense. That's what we wanted. We said if we could be middle of the road defense, and the offense, which hasn't been firing, but the offense sees its potential. Defense is middle of the pack. I think we're a top five, ten team in the league. Easy. I agree. I'm just 
the question was, are we opportunistic or are we good? The numbers say we're just we're just opportunistic. I think we're slightly above average. I'm not like I said, we're not going to. Okay. Uh, but so you know that's what? All Matt was asking. I, I've been starting this defense in fantasy football for like the past ten weeks, and I've been riding that. They got me twenty points again, twenty plus points. So you call it what you will, but they put up numbers, and we're not giving up. You know, huge play. Oh, we did give up one giant play to end the game, which was stupid. But I don't know. I remember these defenses being like bottom five. Oh yeah. Oh, we all remember. Years. We all remember last year. Yeah. So you want you want to say we're sixteen? That's like. We were historically bad last year. So if we can go from historically bad to 16th, maybe next year we're 12th, you know? Yeah, I just think Matt's asking the question, are we good? Like he's We're good enough, yeah. Okay. We're the the 31st-ranked pass defense. That's because a lot of times it's high-scored games. Because the defense isn't good. Well, (laughs) Kansas City doesn't have a very good defense, but they got a Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. Uh, no, but I like how you put it. We're good. We're good enough. And yeah. I, and I like. Like and I said, it, we're not the and 2000 we're, Ravens. And we're fucking exciting to watch yeah. on defense. Is what I really like the most about Four it. Four interceptions and a pick six, and y'all are asking if our defense is good enough. No, you're misinterpreting yeah, the I'm question. Not I feel like. good, I'm not saying if we're good enough. I'm just asking: Are we opportunistic or are we good? We take advantage of our opportunities. Okay, so, so we're, we're opportunistic. Yeah, we're like I said, we're not a great defense. Yeah. But we take advantage of the opportunities, and we bend, but we don't break. We, that's yeah. a middle. That's a slightly above average. We're defense. the eight. We're the eighteenth ranked rushing defense. We 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 break sometimes though. Everybody, we, everybody breaks sometimes. Yeah, though. that you're you're hundred percent right. But first off, uh, I don't know how the entire game looked for D Law, but I was excited to see him back. He was on a pitch count. Yeah, and he and he had the the one like forced. Uh, well, actually, it. it it ended up being a, a forward pass, but got after got after him and looked really good. Um, and uh, I mean, I just can't talk enough about Micah Parsons, man. He's so freaking good. He's he, you know, as much as I wanted, you know, Patrick Sertan or or J.C. Horn or one of the other guys. I'm and as much as we probably could have used a Rashawn Slater or who who went. I'm sorry, not Rashawn Slater. Who went to uh, after us? Went to the Chargers. It was Rashawn Slater. Sean Slater. Yeah. As much as we probably could use Rashawn Slater, this is a guy that is going to be a cornerstone. He's going to be. Well, is that uh, War Daddy that? I mean, he's going to be. Jerry's been wanting for. Fuck, a lot could happen. Since, but, uh, since D. Ware. Yeah. He could be a fucking ring of honor, dude. They, they mean, mentioned that the the top of the broadcast, but do you think he's in contention for like defensive player? Of the I think year? so. I think if he keeps it up. I think so good, man, with everything. On the field, I know he's not going to lead in sacks. There's not but many that's linebackers not that all, get ten sacks. A exactly. Year. I, guess, not I know he's all, been lining up on the edge, but you know Va- Von Miller was an outside linebacker. The amount of tackles he's getting, the, like everything. I don't think. Well, he's top ten in all those stats. That yeah, you know, like, not only does he lead rookies, but he's top ten in a lot of stats. One more, one more stat, and we I can move off. But teams score sixty one point eight percent of the time against us in the red zone. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Love Dan Quinn. I love the energy he brought. Uh, guys fight for him. They want to. They want to play for him. Um, I just. How far do your stats go? Is that is that a? Do we know if they're scoring like on our corners or like on passing plays or? It, uh, let me see. I just be. I I don't know if you have that information, but I'd be curious to find out. Silver lining though. It's a first year defensive coordinator with some young players, so. 
you would hope it's exciting. We get yeah. better. It's exciting. I think one. I, I talked to you about it, but LVE. He's done. Dude is dude is looking yeah. more like Jalen Smith every. He game. went. You yeah. know, he was a second team All Pro rookie. But, to not getting his fifth year option picked up, but we talked about neck injuries. <clears throat> Dude had a neck injury. He's got he, he yeah. had another injury. Uh, those things are hard to come. Those things are hard to come back from. Um, but still, I mean, he's, he's like Jalen though. He's mislead. He's misreading angles and mm-hmm. players are just flying by it's him. Bad. Or he's before he was up. sideline to sideline, like you were like, damn, this guy's going to be like the next Randy White for us. He's getting blown up. All over the place. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be we're gonna we're gonna focus linebacker. I hope in the draft, yeah, offensive lineman and linebacker. I think we need an, I think we need no lineman and we need a couple linebackers and then we'll just need to. And don't forget, we got an extra pick when we uh, traded back technically to get Mike mm-hmm. Parsons. Oh, yeah. Was it that? Uh, it was a Philly. Was it Gold? No, I'm trying to think. It was Golston that we picked up with that third round pick. Chauncey Golston. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not only did we get the. Presumably defensive rookie of the year. We got an extra pick to move back just mm-hmm. to select that guy. Yeah, uh, well, I, I love Michael Parsons. So yeah. talking I got, about I want that jersey, Michael Gallup. Um, would would you entertain a scenario where we keep Gallup and Lamb yep. and we figure out a way to get rid of Amari Cooper? Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Because as good as Amari Cooper is, yeah, and that's not me. Hey, I love Amari Cooper, but you don't. You can't pay all three. I would get rid of the, the one who makes twenty million dollars. The dude doesn't practice. There's been an injury. There's been injuries every single year. He's been yeah. every year. He's battling, well, and to his credit, he doesn't miss much, but he doesn't practice. Well, they're just it's. I I don't know. It's just like. You know his route running is crazy. He's always he always seems to be able to get open. He's such a professional. He, his work ethic is crazy. So I can't say enough nice things about him. But CD Lamb's only going to get better. His route running is going to be there. He's going to be that open guy. And then I think there's some real value in in that big receiver that can just go up and get a ball. He's the like little Des Bryant. Yeah. So who can I would like drag, to have drag the sideline with his toes. That's another. And like you said earlier, it's like I I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm ready to say he's the best in the league at that, but man, he is damn good at at getting his feet in. Is this Gallup's last year? Yeah, yeah. His rookie contract's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, in hindsight, they would have never made that trade for Amari Cooper if they knew they were going to draft guys like Cooper and La- or uh, Gallup and Lamb. They would have never traded a first round pick for Cooper and give him a twenty million dollar year contract if they knew those two guys were coming. Yeah, I agree. So in hindsight, which I don't know, you can't it. You have a better chance of trading the younger, cheaper player than the veteran who makes twenty million because you got to absorb that contract. But yeah, I would absolutely, if I could only keep two, I would keep Gallup and Lamb and save money on Cooper. I'm assuming you would too, since you posed the question. Yes, that. Yeah. I would try to find a way to um, to to figure that out. And uh, if it do- and if it doesn't happen that way, and we keep Cooper, I'll be happy. I think that as long as he stays healthy, that which yeah. is. Why I would I would pose, you know, getting you know trying to get him out of here. I would look to move him in the offseason. Look for someone who has a young quarterback like the Jets or the Jaguars. I doubt you'd get a first because those picks are going to be high up in the draft. Maybe you get a second and a next year's like four. That's fine. And you pair him with like you could be like look pair him with Trevor Lawrence. That'd be a great quarter or running back for him to grow with. Uh, but I think if you got someone like that who young quarterback who needed a receiver. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you make that trade for and recoup a, a pick or two. All right, so here we sit at uh, eight and four. Um, 
I think the ten day break uh, until next uh, next Sunday is much needed. It's a mini bye week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you know, it's a chance for Zeke to get right, um, Cooper to you know get some practices in. Um, hopefully, Dak will figure out whatever he's going through. Um, Lots of guys need some recouping time. Yeah, we need they need a couple days off. Uh, but uh, let's let's run down the stretch here. We got Washington. We're at Washington football team. Uh, w. Yeah. At the Giants, win home against the football team. Win. We got a big game against Arizona on January second. We well, could take that as a loss. Yeah. Be realistic. And then we're at Philly to end it on January 9th. That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, fuck Philadelphia. It's in Philly. You yeah. said. Yeah, because we in Philly. We, we all, that's the only right. What? Is that the only divisional game? Oh, the Giants. Yeah, we got Redskins twice. Sorry, we got the football team twice in three weeks. But we have and the Giants four divisional games in the last five, which yes. is crazy. You just never know what Philly team's going to show up. I mm-hmm. can tell you firsthand for trying yeah. to start Devontae Smith. It's just it's impossible to figure out what you're going to get from and the quarterback. Yeah, hurts. Hurts has looked great in some weeks, and in other weeks, he's... well, last week he was making throws. It was Rager that was dropping balls. Yep. Rager dropped like two passes that could have been game winners mm-hmm. against the Giants. Because Philly fans, I'm on a Reddit page. I don't know if you guys are on it, but it's the NFC East Meme Wars. It's a great page. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just everyone's just talking shit and making memes on there. Yeah. But um, Philly fans were just on cloud nine after we lost. They won and going into that matchup, and then they shit the bed against the Giants. So now Washington fans are the ones talking all big, thinking they're going to come back and win it. But. Uh, yeah, for them to lose to the Giants after all that. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for Washington right now. It's t- oh. Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah, Heineke? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's like a journeyman. And he made, they made the playoffs last He's year. He's playing in the fucking XFL. He went to Old Dominion. Yeah, Old Dominion. Yeah. I like Tyler Heineke, to be honest. And he dips. He's a good uh, old boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, he is. He's like a... He's like a serviceable, like they found a legit... Well, I wouldn't say legit, but they found a serviceable quarterback that could be like a stopgap. Um, so I've got us going, I've got us going four and one, um, was that five or 12 and five, 12 and five, which is about what I think what we had them four seed. Yeah. I think we got the four seed. Yeah, I think so. I think we got the four seed. I don't think we're, I don't, I don't see Tampa Bay, Arizona and green Bay slipping up that much. So looking ahead, that's probably a wild card matchup against the Rams. Yep. Which I would imagine. I don't want to see. No. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I've got bad memories from like two years ago. When they're, they, they're on a three-game losing streak, right? They are. But, they I are. mean, the amount of talent they have. Yeah, but it's it's McVay. It's freaking Stafford. A lot it's of better talent. Cooper Cup, who's leading the who who is leading the league in receiving, and he's probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. Did you hear? Uh, I guess it was the game I watched before last week with the Rams. Troy Aikman called Robert Woods a top three receiver. Yeah, that's awesome. You hear that? Oh, I didn't hear. I didn't watch it live, but someone else came. Yeah, back. I was like, bro, he's not even the best receiver on that team. He may have been hitting the tequila before that. I don't know. <laughs> I love Troy to death, but sometimes that was a very hot. Shit. That was very hot. Thing. I feel like sometimes they're just they're spewing at the mouth to to fill airtime. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I heard that and I was like, Troy, I love you, but yeah, that's a bad take. Um, okay, so uh, y'all got anything else on sports? No? I had a quick question. Say the season ends right now. Both these guys were free agents. You had two offers. Pollard, three for 24, or Zeke, three for 36? Pollard. Yes. Yeah, All right, Zeke, easy. three for 30. Pollard. Same deal, three for 24, both players. Pollard. Thank you. 
All right, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it, it's Pollard. Zeke's body's just breaking down. He was a bowling ball for five years. Well, yeah, it's it's the same thing with like some of the safeties y'all were talking about in the in our Mount Rushmore earlier. It's just some players just you know how they play the game. It's just physicality and just oh, yeah. throwing their body around and just reckless kind of playing. And that's how Zeke came into the league, you know, just uh, dishing out hits, you know, not just taking them. And that's just, he's a bruiser. That's how he plays, you know, and in that it's unless you're, it takes us a, a special uh, type of person to really yeah. to have a long career playing that way. And it's just, it's very rare to see to see it. Well, the average lifespan of a running back in the NFL is like, I don't know, like four and a half years. Yeah, and that's why I take a shit. I don't take a shit on Zeke. I take a shit that we gave him a second contract. Yeah. That's where I think we made our mistake. Yeah. I don't think you should give hardly any running backs a second contract because you can find these guys and it's day two or day three of the draft and make them instant starters. I agree. I, I'm not anti running like like Jeff Cavanaugh, you know that we love on the fan. He's all about that draft a draft a running back every three years and just never give second contracts. Just fresh legs constantly. I'm not an, and I'll steal it from Jeff Cavanaugh. <clears throat> I'm not anti running back. I'm anti paying running backs. Yeah, paying them big money. Yeah, exactly. So that's my thing. I know I shit on Zeke, but he's been a great player for. He'll probably make Ring of Honor. You know, I think he'll be in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. But he, it's the second contract. He just where it does, down. he does all the little stuff that. Doesn't show up on the stat stat sheet, and it doesn't it doesn't pop off the screen to just your average fan. Oh yeah, no, he does I agree. So many little things. I I think some of them even do pop off the screen where you can Shit, see that where he, pick up in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a, they showed that yeah, highlight whole week, that dude. Up. Yeah, that that yeah. Tony Pollard couldn't do that. No. no. Again, one more thing. We're, we're talking about Zeke. Why in the fuck are we throwing Zeke on a slant pattern when he's got a bum knee in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Up. Seventeen. That, that was the dumbest fucking shit I've ever. That's that's Kellen Moore sniffing himself. That's exactly exactly what I was about to say. Kellen Moore is like getting cute. What the fuck? Yeah, I'd throw Pollard maybe, but I'm not throwing a running back. Up seventeen fucking, and fourth. I'm not really throwing the ball at all. No, I'm chewing <laughs> clock. Yeah, chewing clock, running it. But anyway, we can move on. Uh, let's move on to uh, what are we watching? What are we listening to? And we'll get out of here because we are at an all-time record pace right now. I'm going to lean heavy on y'all for this. I'll yeah. just bow out of this Dude, segment. I'll go first. You got nothing? I got no, no, i just been, like I said, I've just been watching sports. And okay. I've been listening to a lot of music. Uh, after y'all's last podcast, I was powering through some Black Sabbath at work and oh, oh, yeah. things like that. So, oh, yeah. you know, just want to hear what... By the way, I lo- this is my favorite segment, I think, of y'all's podcast. Oh, I love listening to what y'all are listening that. to. And, I didn't think people actually cared what we thought. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I, I enjoy listening to the I hope we don't come off as pretentious, like, this is what I like, so you should listen to it. That's what I always I feel like. But I'm like, I don't listen to everything y'all, y'all right, suggest, okay. you know, but I'm like, hey, <laughs> that sounds good pretty, pretty fucking interesting. Let me give it a shot. You yeah, know? because if I need something, I'll ask yeah. Matt, like, so what you got? You know, like, I need to listen mm-hmm. to something. Dude, there's times where I've gone back at old podcasts, and I just skip to the end, like, wait, what was it that they said again, <laughs> yeah. you know? So. Uh, I haven't been watching much. Me and the wife started uh, Yellowstone season one, made it through the first episode, and that's as far as we got. And that was like two weeks ago. My wife, yeah, really? you talked about that with Ben. Is the absolute worst to watch TV with. For one, our schedules don't Dude, really line up. Oh, wife's do suck. Um, anyway, I've been stuck there. So, uh, I only podcast I listened to was Strange Land. Um, yep, that was on mine. That was yeah, that was really good. Do you think he did it? 
No, I don't. I think those fucking glove fibers that they just found and that that was planted evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a murder in uh, Koreatown in uh, L.A. Um, and I think they got the wrong guy for it. Um, and I would just I listen if I don't have anything to listen to, I just go back and listen to Dateline NBC because they <clears throat> yeah. have, I mean, four hundred or five hundred episodes of nothing but true crime stories, and I just work my way through that and. Uh, I think I listened to a Rogan episode this week, uh, last week. I forget who he had on. It was really good. Um, and then I'm not watching anything um, other than YouTube videos on how to fix cars. Uh, and, yeah, watching sports. Um, what did I watch? What did I watch? Uh, me, and, me and Landry watched Santa Claus. And Home Alone. I he tried was. to put Santa Claus on the other day, and Kayla was not having it. Oh, did we do that one? Santa Claus? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We need yeah. some Christmas movies to review, man. Last year, we were like, Halloween. Four Scott. weeks? Yeah. Four Christmas movies. And we did it with, we did it with uh, Halloween, too. We were like, yeah. October. We reviewed all these horror movies. Now we're going to end up, you know, one of these, which is fine, but. Uh, or maybe we should save those and do a Christmas movie next next week or whatever. I mean, I think we had a couple more that we didn't get to. Um, Technically, Lethal Weapon. I was going to say, like, Die Hard Die or something Hard, like that. Die Hard, Christmas Vacation. Did we do that one? Mm-mm, we did. Dude, I got that one right here. I'm ready to watch that again. We did Home Alone and Jingle All the Way. and Santa Claus? So, well, I think we just did Santa Claus and Jingle All the Way. I don't even think we did Home Alone. No, no, we did do Home Alone. Nope. Yeah, so we watched uh, uh, we watched uh, Santa Claus and Home Alone because he loves Home Alone and Home Alone 2, which isn't. That's bad. No, that's a think. solid movie. It, it, Goes to New good. York. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's the future. Oh yeah, no, I actually, li- I actually like that one. It's not the Bird the Lady. Scare the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that crazy lady. ass lady. And then there's a cartoon that he watches. It's called The Loud House. Um, it's actually a really cool cartoon. It's only it's one of the few that doesn't annoy me. But it's a uh, it's called The Loud House, and their last name is the the family's last name is uh, Loud. And there's I think there's. Ten girls and one boy, and it's from the from the perspective of Lincoln, who's the one boy, and he gets into all kinds of trouble and all that and mischief. Yeah, <laughs> all that picked <laughs> ours picked that up. Oh, I turned my mic off. <laughs> um, they came out with a live action Christmas version of the cartoon, so we watched that. Um, and then Lauren is. Oh, they're not currently anymore. Uh-huh. They went. She went and took him to see uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you were telling me about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So. Ellie, Ellie saw that too in theaters and loved it. Yeah. It's on Paramount too already. If you have, oh, you wow. have Paramount yeah, because of a uh, Big Brother, which I don't know, but apparently there's a new Home Alone movie too. There is. I don't know if that's streaming. There if is. You've seen it yet? But I haven't seen it. Is it sorry, my service. Uh, uh, that's my fault. I was just trying to get certain topics because uh, what I've been listening to is this podcast called One Year. And it's, uh, I think they described it as people and events that shaped the year and America. So the first year was 1977. That was, um, had Anita Bryant, who is a word I don't like to use loosely, but she's a real cunt. That was like very anti-gay and very against the gay movement and used her platform to like just, you know, shit on all the gay rights that we're trying to make her. Dude, um, that sucks. I'm so pro-gay. It's not even funny. I am. I'm pro-love, pro-everybody. Well, I have been watching, I don't know if y'all have heard of this, but uh, Big Mouth season three? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think it's season three or season hey, four. Season five, I think. Oh, dude. okay. <laughs> I'm way behind, but the I new season, <laughs> and it's very progressive. A bunch of the characters are, hey, there's a, there's show a lot of experimenting. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. 
So okay. I actually watched that first episode of the new season. It's about No Nut November. Yeah. And Andrew edging himself so he doesn't <laughs> nut. I try to tell Claire about you it. She's it. like, that is the grossest show. Why do you watch that? Dude, it's, it's so bad. I like John Mulaney. It's fucking Nick Kroll, dude. I fucking Nick Kroll and John Nick Mulaney. Kroll, yeah, and all those guys. Yeah, but just it's. For real, a lot of the characters are like oh, experimenting, and and it's just a lot of topics that you would never see in any other show that are just actually kind of interesting. But yeah, you can only do that on like a streaming service. Yeah, That's not a network TV show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to the to one year. So it had um, this year's focus is on 1977. It had the uh, miracle miracle cure that came out that they said would cure cancer. It talks about roots. So all these different episodes are um, just events and people that kind of shaped America in that one year. Uh, the new season is takes place in 1995. I listened to an episode about the man who didn't bomb Oklahoma City. It was this um, Lebanese immigrant who was an American in Oklahoma, and he was trying to fly to Jordan for like business reasons. But it was like the day of the bombing, April 19th, and he basically just got stereotyped and like questioned in Chicago. And then they were like, "Okay, you're good." They flew him out to O'Hara, or that's not O'Hara, wherever wherever uh, the big. Heathrow, I think, is in London. Yep. And then immediately they were like, oh, you're really suspicious. They took him in for questioning. They flew him back to America. They said he was a suspect, you know, or a person of interest and just blew his life up. They put all his information out there. So his family just went through hell and turned out he was just a normal guy who just, you know, got stereotypes. Um, but it's all these different events. Like I said, they had 1977. They had the episode of Roots, how that shaped America in uh, TV. Uh, another one. Dateline, the thing about Helen and Olga. I haven't started it yet. You you need to listen to that one. Um, It's a six-parter about these two women that would, quote, help the homeless. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give anything away, but it obviously wouldn't be a Dateline if they were just helping people. Uh, Put on here, it's hosted by Keith Morrison, who gets my vote for 2022 People's Magazine Sexiest Man Alive. No, you're shaking your head? Nah, I just... (laughs) You wish you looked that good at 70, bro. I'm pro... I told you I'm pro-gay, bro. Whatever... Bro... Keith Morrison, keep it up. He rocks those jeans and that leather jacket like it's nobody. <laughs> like the best since the Fonz. Okay, um, it's always sunny podcast. That one came out. Yeah, is it? Is it it yeah, it's it's just the, it's yet. like this. It's like the the three guys because uh you know Caitlin the old bird. She's not in it. At least the one I listen to. It's just and they're just talking about like they go over the episode and how like they you know came came to write this episode and kind of shit behind the scenes. So it was just really especially if you're a Sunny fan, you yeah. know. Just hanging out with those guys. Um, Strange Land, which we listened to. Strange Land, yeah. I had That's a good. listener recommend, Nicole recommend I Can Murder a Podcast, which was really good. It's like two British guys that just, it's kind of like Generation Y. They just go over cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a really good job. And then watching, we watched this documentary on HBO Max called Meet the Donors, Does Money Talk? And it just talks about billionaires who donate to political campaigns. And how that should be fucking illegal because yeah. they buy politicians, which buy legislation, which buys all these, you know, how they want to shape America. So we're just basically, you know, politics for sale, which is really fucked up. Uh, watched every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode, uh, every nice. movie. We got the seasons. We watched a couple episodes. And I will be watching the Alabama-Georgia SEC Championship and the yep. Monday, Monday Night Football's Bills-Patriots. I think those are going to be two great games. Yep. That's it. That's it. You got nothing, Alex. <laughs> nothing. I went and saw the House of Gucci. How was that? Oh, why did you say that? That looks yeah. great. Oh, I liked it. It, it was that. I mean, Adam Driver, I Lady Adam Gaga. Driver. 
Gagah. <laughs> I mean, it was just really Ridley, just, Ridley you know, Scott. So Al Pacino was Jared Leto in that? Yes, he was. Yeah. And the the Big funny boy. thing is, so I I watched I watched one trailer. Say funny thing. I watched one trailer. It's like, oh, that looks good. A few weeks pass, and I was like, I don't remember the trailer, but I remember thinking it looked good. Let's go see it. Watch the entire movie, and Jared Leto's character is like a a brother a brother character, and he's kind of the comedic relief in it. He's just super goofy and he has this very like chef or like Mario, like we could say chef boy, (laughs) but you know, just very, very, very Italian accent, you know, and it's super stereotypical. And I was just, and some of the stuff he says is really funny. And then afterwards, I found out it was Jared Leto. I had no idea the entire fucking Dude, movie. Dude, Jared actors. Leto was a badass. He goes all out. Dude, the acting in this movie was He was bigger, good. right? Yes. He might have put I, on the I, weight, for all I know. You could not. I could not tell. I don't know if he did or if it was. He's a, a great a actor. He really suit. is. I, I did like him so much. When, you know, like I guess he, I just thought he was like a pretty boy who was like in a band. He's a fantastic fucking actor. Dude, he's great. Yeah, I love they, him. They were all great. That whole though. cast, Adam Driver's yeah. probably my favorite actor right and, now. And a little Al Pacino on top of that. It's just yeah. it's perfect. Spring, and then Ridley Scott directs it. Like, yeah. yeah, dude, that's a great movie you just watched. I can't wait to see that. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Alex, thank you again for coming by. Thanks I always love me. having you in the house. I always love seeing you. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> it's so good to see you, Alex. <laughs> I love you, man. Dude. You totally blew up my spot, guys. I agreed with you. You laughed at me. I with with joy in my heart. I feel the love. Well, from Andrew and myself and Alex, we appreciate everybody listening. We're out. Gooch. You say Gooch? Gucci. <laughs> Mics are still hot. Everybody's hearing this.